there comic clan how is it going welcome to comics and the cross the greatest streamers that you've never heard of uh, of course i'm one of your hosts for today cross along with my co-host as always nitro what's up everybody how's it going well yeah ads coming in with the host thank you so much ads kicking us off good uh, as you can see i'm sporting some new headgear this week i dared him to wear it yeah nitro, nitro saw me post and um, the anniversary of me uh, moving to America and when I made the trip I was wearing this hat um, and I think it was sheer jealousness to be honest I think it was it is completely. it absolutely is so he told me to wear it on stream then I said hey hey I'm going to wear it on stream then you know what's up Isaac thanks hey, for joining bro hey man how's it going good to see you good to see everybody in chat and welcome thank you all for joining us this week again i know i said it on social media and stuff but i do want to apologize for the short notice cancellation last week and um, for any of you that didn't catch the posts and are unaware and uh, literally like right after i recorded that video and posted it to social media and that we were going to be starting yeah man indiana jones vibes and <laughs> um, hey you know how to go man Oh man! And um, but literally after I recorded that video, I got home to find out, and um, my wife, who as many of you know is currently pregnant, and um, we went to the bathroom, and there was actually a bit of blood that had came out, and um, she called the doctor, and they wanted her to go to the emergency room to be seen, obviously because being pregnant and having blood is not a good mixture, and um, plus that was what started um the early process of our daughter being born, um yeah. like two months early. And was it my wife started bleeding and they couldn't explain it, so she's been kind of under watch this time around because of that. So unfortunately that happened like right as I got home, like half an hour before the podcast started. We gave it time to see if we got an update and anything, and then by about, you know, quarter two we just decided to call it. It just it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. Um so I apologize for it being a short notice cancellation. Um hopefully you all understand the reason why though. And um, why it was such a short notice cancellation. Um, but we're back. We are and, back, yo. And we decided to kick off with a big one this week. We decided to jump back into our early 2000s movies and finally tackle one of the big two that we were saving for the end. Yeah, we've been holding these for quite a while. We've been holding on to yeah, these so for quite a while. The two series we've been holding on to have been the X-Men franchise. Um, and of course, Batman Dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan. I feel like each one of those is going to need a separate episode, but yeah, I'm like, which also as well, let me put that out. The first video we posted on that, we said we're going to cover the trilogy of up to X-Men The Last Stand. Mm -hmm. We very quickly after that decided against that because we have a tendency of not fitting three movies into these things and running out of yeah. time. We like to talk. Uh, if you have not noticed. Yeah. In case you've not noticed after like 23 episodes, we, we <laughs> tend to ramble. Yeah, where to start with X-Men. Yeah, where to start with X-Men. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and so we're actually going to go right back to the beginning. We're going to be looking at X-Men, the first one that came out in 2000, and then the sequel X2, X-Men United. Yep. And as a result of that, we're not going to cut you off and not let you hear us talk about The Last Stand, one of the most hated <laughs> superhero movies, even when it came out, let alone, like, you know, 20 years later. I've got a whole back tattoo devoted to that movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 it's, it's all the phoenix isn't it it's the the jean gray phoenix oh, san francisco bridge rising up in the air everything like that okay so. you know what i will say that that was like one of the coolest shots <laughs> of him ripping that bridge up and i'm like dude it was it that was, was one sweet. of the cool shots of that movie there's not many of them but that's one of the cool ones that's the one and only <laughs> <laughs> but um so yeah we're going to talk about that one next week and also just to throw in a little flair to give you us having a full rant episode next week 
we're also going to throw in X-Men Origins Wolverine Ugh. and talk about both of those and chances are to fit those both in we might not do news next week at all because I don't know if we'll be able to fit stuff in um, but we are of course going to kick off with the news this week because my goodness there was a lot of news this week Dude, it was a ton. Like a ton. Even all the goodness. way up until like an hour before the, the, the stream, man. Yeah, like we were also saying that. Like there's been announcements like coming out this week. <laughs> yeah, as Wolverine Origins, absolute awful movie. I think we're eye to eye on that one, Ed. So that's gonna be fun to kinda of tear apart. But we're gonna jump into some news this week because we, we had a lot of news. We had a lot of news drop. Okay, so first big one. Let's go into some of the casting announcements that we got because those are probably the big ones for this week. Um, we got two massive casting announcements for this yeah. week. First of all, was Jonathan Majors being cast in a a massive role for Ant Man three? People came out and originally said he was specifically cast in this role, and then it came out and said, no, no, he's been cast in a major role, but it's just as rumored it's going to be this character. Yeah. Um, so the believed character is that he is going to actually appear as Kang the Conqueror. For anyone who does not know who Kang the Conqueror is, he is like one of the big Avengers villains. He is this basically Emperor Warlord from the future who time travels and um, who comes back and gives hassle to the Avengers. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know a ton about him. He's related to Reed Richards, like he's a distant relative, right? Mm. I believe so. I need to catch. Okay. I, need, I need to catch up and some reading of my Kang the Conqueror stuff. He's a villain. I don't know a massive amount about. Yeah, I'll be either. honest. Um, it's huge I, though. And the fact that they're releasing him in a in an Ant Man movie is a pretty big deal. It's an interesting way to introduce him because obviously the last Ant Man movie, <clears> the big <throat> thing was like the whole um you know him shrinking down to the subatomic level, which yeah. led into Avengers Endgame being about time travel. So it makes sense that we continue that time travel story and go to Kang that way. It's, yeah. it's actually a really organic way to bring him in, I feel. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, was a, there was a lot of talk in the movie about, you know, messing with time and, you know, all that stuff within the quantum realm too. So I'm, I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yeah, so it's like, that's an interesting factor. Also as well, it ties into, was it a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about casting stuff and characters that are going to appear? Um, we also talked about the introduction of the Young Avengers, which I'm not mm -hmm. no spoilers for anyone, if you've not read the Young Avengers run or anything, because it's going to be an interesting one. But Kang actually has ties to the Young Avengers, so it okay. actually helps solidify that. If you all want to know spoilers, you can throw it up in chat and I'll talk about it freely. But like honestly, it's an amazing twist if you don't know about it. Um, I I was shocked when I heard about it with the that connection to Young Avengers. So it's like it's an interesting one. Um. So it'll be interesting to see if that's actually part of it. Hmm. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I think, I'm yeah, intrigued. I mean, the fact that they're introducing him is just almost like a side villain in a, in a, in a, in the end of a trilogy is, it's not weird. It's, I guess it is weird to me. I don't know why they would do that, but I guess it makes sense. Like logically he deals with time. And that's what Ant-Man is all about. So. Maybe it's, wonder, gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Maybe it's gonna be something like Ant Man and Wasp that get thrown into the future or something. And yeah. they come across Kang and that's what like results in him travelling back or something. Yeah, I can see that. Uh 
Infinity we were saying, I think we can see a Young Avengers in the next three years for sure. We're yeah. already getting Kate. Yeah, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Like everything's setting up for it. You've got Kate Bishop being introduced in Hawkeye. You've mm -hmm. got um, Scott Lang's daughter is now aged up to teen years. You know, she was a kid in the first one, and now obviously thanks to yeah. Endgame, she's grown up a fair amount. And um, there's been talk about Wiccan and um, Speed. We talked about for like the, the One Division series. So mm -hmm. they're they're really heavily hinting there could be a Young Avengers. And now that Kang's coming, I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, there's literally like what we need to hear about Hulkling and like Iron Lad and the one that's meant to be like Captain America. I 100% always forget his name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But like, we we'll literally just need like those oh, what three. Is something Sanchez, right? Oh no no that's the other one. That's oh the, that's a different one. Okay. Yeah, that's another America. That's America Chavez, I think you're thinking. Yeah, possibly. something like that. Something like that. Um, so we could see the twins in one division. Well, they've already talked about that rumor. Um, and Jared actually they'd mentioned the Patriot. That's it. Thank you. Mm, okay. Patriot. I could not remember his name. Mm. But they've already talked about the twins possibly appearing in the one division show. So there's a lot of either casting or heavily rumored stuff. Mm -hmm. that's setting up a young avengers so i think kang's possibly going to play into that i mean like i don't see why they wouldn't um so yeah it's like i don't know much about um jonathan majors himself i'm not totally familiar with him and his work but like so i can't really say for or against him as casting as kang i don't know how he'll do with it but like i've i've never been yeah, i don't know i don't know a whole lot about him Oh, why did that noise not go off? We have just had a resub from Isaac. He's resubbed at a tier one. Thank you so much for nice. that, Isaac. Thanks, bro. Although I'm about to revoke it. You seen the comment? Wolverine Origins Deadpool is the best version. Is there a way we can boot somebody just because? Or does yeah. it have to be for can a reason? Can we time out, Isaac? Yeah, let me, uh, let me see if I can. Let me get on that real quick. <laughs> like, we, don't, we don't talk about Baraka Pool, okay? We don't talk about him. <laughs> uh, hey Chunk, how's it going? Saying how's it going everyone? Good to see you Chunk, welcome back. Chunk of course, VIP here who came in two weeks ago and was just throwing out gifted subs. Well, left and right he gifted two. So it was like one life. The real one, MVP. Right the real yeah. MVP. Ban him now. Uh, and we need, a, we need a hammer emote. Just a hammer. <laughs> yeah, just like Isaac, you're done. We love you bro, but you're done now. <laughs> Even Deadpool hates that version. That is very true, actually. Even Deadpool hates that version <laughs> of Deadpool. <clears throat> um, oh, funny. But yeah, also, guys, just with that sub coming in, let me take an opportunity to say this before we jump into our next bit of news. As is, of course, we are in the middle of September. Um, let me throw them up, actually. Just I know we're in the middle of news, but since it's been brought up. Um, so we are in the middle of September. We are in the process, I think... Our sub bar is broken, it's below me, it's not going up for some reason, I'll fiddle with that later. Um, but we actually know that Isaac makes us like the fifth sub, I believe, and we are on our road yeah. to try and get 15 subs. Um, September, you can sub to the channel for cheaper price, $3.99 for a month, all the way up to like $20.99 for six months. Um, if you sub to the channel and we hit 15, that opens up another emote slot. For those of you that are subbed, you can now use some of the emotes oh, the yeah. tier 1 sub that Nitro has just thrown in chat there is our hype emote our very first emote that was approved if you sub at a tier 2 sub let me throw the tier 2 one in because I can because I'm in the main account hosting this if you sub at a tier 2 you can also get a pow emote um, 
because we went, you know, 60s Batman with our theme, apparently. That's just how we roll, man. We're sticking to it. Um, so I'm actually going to throw it up on screen. You can see there on the screen the hype emote on the tier one and the pev emote. Now, the other one under tier one is the one that we are currently shooting for because our tier one, when anyone subs to the channel, they become part of the Stan clan. Yep. Um, so we thought we wanted to immortalize the legend that is Stan Lee because let me pull the podcast page up because Isaac you get it as well you're a part of the Stan clan once again for another month we throw up our little super Stan here so we decided our emote, second emote was going to be a Funko Pop head of Stan since that's who I threw up in the camera anyway there we go so if we hit 15 subs that is a new emote that you're going to get so you can spam Stan Lee's face all over Twitch <laughs> because why wouldn't you want to the man's a legend Stan Clan, I love that. Yep. Yeah, because anyone that follows is part of the Comic Clan. That's the name of our uh, community. We call it the Comic Clan. So I, I needed something that was going to go to that next level, and Stan Lee was just yeah, the right one for Stan Clan. It just it, everything about it just fit. So we went with that. Hey, uh, Cross, I just want to take a moment and just appreciate the straight lines uh, behind your head of comics, and no, no, no gaps or anything. Now my OCD has been quelled. Okay, I got a ribbing two weeks ago from Nitro because see my comics that are lined up behind me? This one right here, there was a blank space here because I didn't have the hanging things to put up the final frame. And apparently it threw off Nitro's OCD and he wouldn't shut up about me hanging this extra picture frame up. So I went to freaking Target on one of the runs to get stuff, got some of the hanging stuff and put it up. Proof Along that Cross does listen to me from time to time occasionally occasionally i do also i put up my signed firefly poster nice up behind me and you can't totally see it here but this is i actually, thought that was new yeah, yeah yeah but this is my j scott campbell captain america poster nice and um, i actually used to be over here next to the door um, okay. but i'm deciding to take stuff off that wall because i want to put like soundproofing up there yeah, yeah so yeah. i can actually talk here and not like wake my kids up if i stream at night you know gotcha yeah yeah that makes sense but so that's I, awesome, man. I so definitely I, I do, that. I do listen to Nitro. Does not go unnoticed. So there you go. It's like that'll be the last time I listen to him for about the next three months. But you know, we'll take it. Scotty Young's covers. My Scotty Young covers for my son's room. Oh yeah, I love Scotty Young stuff as well. That'd be so cool to do. His covers are phenomenal. He's an amazing artist. So like, I want to get so many of his covers. Like I want. I don't have enough room in here to hang stuff, to be honest. But I'd love to get mm -hmm. like a little section just of Scotty Young stuff. One of my favorite artists. Chunk the Hut. Dude! What happened? Chunk the Hut gifted a tier one sub to the Infinity Bear. I feel like I need to give Chunk the Hut a gift. I was going to say that. It's like. Do we want to give him like something at the store? Like a t shirt or yeah, something? Yeah, I think we should. I absolutely think we should. <laughs> hey, Indiana Cross. I'm now How being called feel... Indiana Cross. Thank you, Jay Sanchez. I'm now Indiana Cross. Um, so, Chunk, drop us a message with your... Yep. Uh, we'll drop us a message either here on a whisper on Twitch or on social media. We want to send you a t-shirt, man. You have been dropping yep. gifted subs two weeks ago and then starting again this week. Dude, you don't need to be dropping Your that beat. much money on us. We greatly Your appreciate beat. it. If you reach out to us and get us your size and your address, we will 100% send you one of our t-shirts. And does your mailbox support the weight of a gold bar? Just if you could check on that. Because we're not going to send that to you. Because where are you getting gold bars from? I want a gold bar. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't sending me gold bars. I want a gold bar. <laughs> All right. 
But yeah, thank you so much, Chunk Man. Absolute legend. Guys, if you've got if you're a sub now, especially Infinity Bear, you better because you're one of the gifted ones. Throw in those hype um, emotes for Chunk the Heart as a thank you. I'm gonna throw some in there as well. Absolute legend. He does not need to be doing that and dropping this much money on us, but he keeps doing it for the last couple of weeks. Absolute legend, man. Okay. Next bit of news, because we're like literally wow, nice was going for it with the hypes. <laughs> All right, so next bit of news, another bit of casting. We finally know who's going to be playing Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, for the Disney Plus She-Hulk series. Tatiana Malsani. I apologize if I said that name incorrect. Dude! All right, Chunk. You've gifted four subs in this channel. Dude, you are a monster. Dude, you're a You legend. are a monster. You are amazing, man. Honestly, thank you so much for that. It's like... I think Chunk's attempting to fill up our bar on his own at this point. Like, <laughs> like he's attempting to get us to 15 subs all on his own. And I'm like, he's like, look, I got $25 for my birthday for my grandma. I'm giving it away to everybody. <laughs> apparently. So there, there you go, Jay Sanchez. You are now officially a member. Um, and so Jay Sanchez and the Infinity Bear, because I've not done it for either of you. Sorry, I got completely thrown. I'm not doing my Stan Clan thing because I've been thrown by Chunk just throwing out the... <laughs> the stuff you are now a member of the stan clan thanks to chunks amazing amazing gifted subs thank you so much man honestly dude drop me a whisper on here we're gonna get you a t-shirt sent out man you, you don't need to be dropping that money on us and we greatly appreciate it we're yeah absolutely we definitely want to send you a bit of merchandise we'll send you either a t-shirt or a comics in the um cross mug whichever one you want to do let us know and we will get you that yeah and i'll send you uh i'll send you some stickers too Oh, there you go. I'm throwing yeah. some stickers as well, man. Because like that—that's amazing, dude. Dropping those. That's, honestly, we appreciate it so much. All right, so I'm gonna plead ignorance here. I don't know anything about the actress playing She-Hulk, and I actually don't even know anything about She-Hulk. I was never into that comic growing up. So, um, so Tatiana Milsani, I looked her up. I don't know her from many things. Yeah, kind of like you as I think Alison Brie was kind of like one of the forerunners of it, and I thought she was gonna be great for it. Um, but it looks like Tatiana Malsani and I mean she looks the part, she looks good I can see her mm. playing She-Hulk, you look her like I posted on social media side by side and I can see her playing that um, the only thing, I, the biggest thing I think she'd done was she appeared in uh, what's it, Orphan Black which is a show okay. I've never really watched myself so I don't really that's probably the biggest thing she's done yeah I'm looking at her IMDB, I, I do know she, I do know She-Hulk, She-Hulk and Jennifer Walters is the cousin of Bruce Banner um, she ends up oh, getting her okay. powers because um, she ends up needing a blood transfusion and Bruce is like the only one that can give it to her. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, same here, Isaac. Like, I've seen Orphan Black's a big show, but I've never actually watched it. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. I've just never gotten a chance to check hmm. it out. So Yeah. I'm she not... has tons of stuff in her in her Wikipedia and I literally have not seen any of it. Yeah, so. it's all like little roles. I've just, I've not seen her in anything. It's just I've missed her completely, apparently. Um, but yeah, so she gets a blood transfusion from Bruce Banner, which gives her the ability to turn into She-Hulk. Unlike mm. the Hulk, though, she completely keeps her normal mind. So when she turns into She-Hulk, um, she is still Jennifer Walters, personality-wise. Oh, okay. um, she's something. a lawyer, right? She's a lawyer. Yeah, she's a lawyer in the yeah. in the Marvel Universe. Um, so people are hoping we might see a crossover and introducing Daredevil back in. Um, crossing paths with Matt Murdock. Especially now that like Disney's now starting to finally get to use characters again from Netflix. Dude, just as a side note, if they don't take the opportunity to have either either Daredevil or 
She-Hulk represent Spider-Man in the MCU as the lawyer? Matt Marbot barely has lawyer. That's all I'm that's saying. That's just a dropped opportunity, man. Yeah, not not Daredevil. Daredevil in court. Daredevil just shows up. Like, yeah, but get Matt Murdock in there. Get Charlie Cox in there. There is no reason yeah, not to I have agree. him in Spider-Man 3 representing. I agree, 100%. Um, so, but that's it. That's all we know about the show so far is that she's been cast. We really don't know much more about it at this point. Um, I mean, it's like it's still... It's not even really in production yet. We just know, like, one division's meant to drop before the end of the year. Falcon and Winter Soldier's wrapping up, so we know a lot of stuff about those about to hit. But like, we still don't know much about She Hulk. It's still very early stages for that. Yeah. Uh, what are you saying, humor? Matt Murdock tease at the end of She Hulk series. One hundred percent. All you need to do yeah, is mention. Do all you need to do is mention his name. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is mention his name, or have him like on a document have the name Matt Murdock on it or something. Just something anything yeah. like that and i would be happy um although if they don't recast like charlie cox back into that role then it's like i, I i'm gonna that's a angry super letters. missed opportunity yeah right angry letters to disney on that one uh it's a great way with her and matt murdoch in court to defend captain america yeah i remember that that'd be great I'd, i mean i'd settle for just a mention in this series just until they yeah. get the daredevil stuff sorted but 100 i would have them both in court i'd be quite happy with that Mm. Um, hmm. that sounds yeah. interesting Infinity Bear um, but yeah speaking of Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, we got a bit of news of that as well um, the George St. Pierre former UFC champion and who play, played Batroc the Leaper and mm-hmm. um, Captain America Winter Soldier who had honestly a short badass fight with Captain America right Dude, at the start awesome. of that. yeah that was an awesome um, opening to that movie apparently he's going to be back for Falcon and Winter Soldier Seems like Sweet. a really random character, except for I like the, it though. Except for the fact now that we've got rumors that because we've also got like Baron Zemo has been confirmed. We've got other mm-hmm. people apparently rumored to be coming back, other yeah. villains. So it's looking like it's highly rumored that we're going to get the Thunderbolts, and or at least the introduction of the Thunderbolts in Falcon and Winter Soldier, which I'm all for. Yeah, I'm all for them. And for anyone who doesn't know the Thunderbolts. It's kind of like Marvel's version of Suicide Squad. It's hmm. a team of villains, but the difference is that the villains all wanted to be, all tried to hand at being heroes, and hmm. um, but all for like the wrong reasons. And then a bunch of them actually like being heroes and stuff. And um, and that team's originally led by uh, what's his face, Baron Zemo, who we obviously know was in Civil War and who's coming back. Chunk, dude, stop! <laughs> I'm just joking. Don't stop. <laughs> dude you're amazing man chunk with another gifted sub to as like okay like pretty much all of our subs are a thanks to chunk at this point like, yeah I'm just saying like if there was a bow down we're not worthy emote i would totally put it in there right now but uh, there's not so i'll just say as well have she hulk in the courtroom and other lawyer is late door opens and we see a cane dude that's perfect i would be happy with that that's all yeah. i need that is literally dude if they don't cast charlie cox again there's gonna be a huge uproar oh yeah he was like perfect. for real he was perfect i mean like it's yeah but um yeah so we could get a chance of seeing the thunderbolts back and in, uh, coming into the marvel universe which i'd be all for i think Ross, I th- right red hawk he's in a uh, thunderbolts right uh, he's hawk in a version of it as well so it could be interesting to see if they do that isaac yeah chunk the is an absolute legend isaac he he's blown it away stories will be told stories will be told for years of the legend of chunk the Hutt. yep Chunk the hut. 
the legendary man who came in and threw gifted subs away. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to make a ballad right now. I'm just joking. <laughs> We're gonna say like that. We're starting to think about changing our like second emote we might get and just have Chunk the Hut as a as the emote. Dude, have Jabba the Hut but with Stanley's head on him. Dude, that's perfect. Boom! There you go. <laughs> and business. Uh, Charles, Char- yeah, Charlie Cox and D'Onofrio. If they don't, if they don't bring back Charlie Cox or Vincent D'Onofrio, they've already lost. One hundred percent. It's like I, I would, I will literally though. Like I love Charlie Cox. You have no idea. Daredevil is one of my favorite heroes, and I love Charlie Cox playing him. <laughs> I will literally sacrifice Charlie Cox playing him if it means we get D'Onofrio back as Kingpin. I would agree. I would literally sacrifice that if it meant Kingpin was D'Onofrio because I don't see anyone doing what he did. As much as I, I definitely love Charlie Cox in the role, I think what makes that show is Vincent oh, yeah, as Kingpin. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. All right, so last bits of news here because we're starting to go on a little bit. Just a couple of ones to hit. We got the trailer drop for The Mandalorian Season 2, which comes out on October 30th. Um, I'm not going to ask Nitro about it because he's still to finish watching Season 1. All right, I haven't seen the trailer. I've been avoiding it because I haven't finished Season 1 and I don't like spoilers. All right, here we go. Finish it. <laughs> finish Season 1. Finish him. <laughs> Did uh... you just pull Shang Tsung on me? <laughs> yeah vincent d'onofrio killed it i agree 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. and but mandalorian season two dropped it looks like it's on par with season one and what it's going to do with that like i'm i'm all for it i'm excited for october 30th mm-hmm. i mean there's nothing much more to say we it's kind of everything we knew going in my coffee mug is actually <laughs> shaped like jab of the heart that nice. is amazing that is actually amazing junk i love it <laughs> It's like you're really going for the whole jab of the hut thing, chunk the hut. You've got a jab of the hut coffee mug, and I'm like, you're really throwing yourself into this. Yeah, going to be searching when it releases for sure, though. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's like I, I'm absolutely hyped for this. I'm hyped for it more, more of Mando, more of the child, more of, um, the bad guy. Name completely blanks me. The guy that came in at the end of season one is a bad guy. He's coming back, yeah. coming after the child. And like I'm all for this. I loved season yeah. one. It was it was a kind of story that I love. Like I'll because I'll be honest, I'm I'm not a massive Star Wars fan. I enjoy I'm, Star I'm Wars. I'm honestly not either. Yeah. I enjoy Star Wars, but like I'm not a massive fan. I wasn't a fan of the prequels really for the most part. There was some good bits to them. A lot of the the sequel trilogy was it was okay, and then we get to epi- episode um, nine, which I'm going to pretend doesn't exist because it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I will fight people on that. Um, <laughs> what? Wait a minute. What you just said registered of me. I'm I'm sorry. We can't be friends any longer. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, I will say this though. Like, I think one of the endearing qualities about like movies like um, what was it, Rogue One, and then the series Mandalorian is that they take the mythology of Star Wars, which I'm not like a diehard in the tank fanatic of yeah. i like the star wars movies and i watch them anytime they're on but i'm not like like no, entrenched like... in the mythology you know what i'm saying but I... I think one of the things that they did well was they took the mythology and the mythos of, of, of almost a spider-man star wars and they put it into something that had nothing <laughs> <laughs> they had nothing to do almost nothing to do with the original story they were they were yeah. their own almost contained thing with obviously with ties back to the main story, but they existed in their own yeah. little sand pit and not having to be a slave to that stuff over there. They were able to do their own thing and I thought it was good. That's why Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. By- yeah, I love like all these other stories. Don't get me wrong. Like, I liked Rogue One. I hated Solo. <laughs> I hated Solo, I'll be honest. I, I, that was a bad Yeah, movie. it was boring. I thought it was boring. 
literally you could take Han Solo out of that and it's just a random heist movie like it's it doesn't serve a purpose um but it, episode nine I just I couldn't stand like I just it just didn't feel good to me like I just didn't enjoy watching it and then that also comes with the news that apparently Daisy Ridley in an interview revealed that apparently for Ray's parentage there was no clear plan for that trilogy mm. spoilers for episode nine by the way if you've not seen it but like she ends up being the granddaughter of Palpatine the emperor but apparently that wasn't the case for a lot of it 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 literally flip-flopped oh she was going to be a kenobi at one point she was going to be just some kids from nobody's like it says in episode eight that was the plan yeah and even during filming the last one like it flip-flopped between her being a kenobi and a palpatine hmm. and i'm like so like a lot of people were raised at that because it's like you literally didn't have a direction for it you didn't know what you were doing there was no plan it was like you were making it up as you went along and i think that's why so many people latched onto the mandalorian because like it feels like its own world it feels like it's in star wars but it's self-contained doing its own thing yeah and it's I, not I, trying to be too big and epic it's like it knows what it is it's epic yeah. it's fun but I, I i i understand why people don't like the last three star wars movies that came out and i know we're going off topic but i enjoy them i like them i like them way better than the prequels mm. like worlds better than the prequels i like seven and i like eight like i liked um the last jedi a lot of people didn't even like that one i'm like i, I thought it was okay I, I thought it was good i'd sit and watch it just the last one it felt like all over the place and um, let me catch up with the yeah there it's getting hammered chat. yeah everybody's starting to jump in there and um, i'd say in my little bit of news i finished umbrella academy and now i'm sad yeah man <laughs> yeah man it's sad no for any umbrella academy season two i'm so hyped for season three though um, hope you enjoyed it man it's, I, I love it um, Isaac's saying hope they don't go too deep into the Jedi bit for Mandalorian but excited for Ahsoka yeah I'm interested to see what they do with that but they have to start like delving into the whole Jedi thing you know it was going to come up eventually the fact that the child has force powers it was going to come in eventually like finding it so I'm interested to see what they do with that uh, humor saying I loved when Spider-Man showed up in the finale of the Mandalorian yeah man definitely my favourite part twist yeah. and a half didn't see it coming yeah um, crossover saying, century Chunk saying I hated Solo too, dude yeah I, I will be honest and I'll be up front I didn't even finish Solo <laughs> I got bored during it like I really don't want to finish watching this I am not enjoying the experience I didn't finish it and I mean I, I thought no that guy did a, I thought he did a decent impression of Harrison Ford but it was just it was so boring man yeah like I, i'm like I, I it's a heist movie and i've seen way better heist movies i've seen way better sci-fi heist movies than that you know yeah uh humor saying a lot of that comes from the swapping directors yeah that's the thing like they took jj abrams out and then brought him back in so like it kind of jumped back and forth but apparently even jj was like the one jumping back and forth at the end of like what her actual mm. lineage was um, I didn't mind Solo. Definitely not even close to the best Star Wars movie for sure. Oh yeah, like if you, if you enjoyed Solo, more power to you. It just wasn't yeah. a cup of tea. I did not enjoy it, and I'm like, I, I'm not, I'm not feeling a loss for not going back to watch it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, Chunk saying I liked all the sequels. Awesome. Again, glad you enjoyed the sequels. I enjoyed the first two. I didn't like nine for me. It just it didn't work. But I know a lot of people did enjoy it and thought it was a great wrap up. Um. As I was saying, I didn't even mind Solo. Oh, no, that's that one. Um, ads. The only part of Solo I liked was Darth Maul. Yeah, see, I loved that ending, like that end, like stinger of like Darth Maul. The only problem was that meant nothing. 
Yeah, because they, they, they admitted it in that as like that he was literally just told to pick someone that would be a shocker. So he picked Darth Maul. So like everyone thought, oh, does that mean we're going to see some Maul stuff and see him as like the warlord and uh, the crime boss that he ends up becoming and all this stuff and like you know that you start seeing in Clone Wars and stuff. Yeah. No, he was just thrown in there because they like the character. And I'm like, that's that's the best bit of it for me. I got excited when I heard Maul show up. I'm like, yes, more Darth Maul. Like Ray Park is Darth Maul. Like give me more of that. I yeah. want to see his story explored and it's like nah we're just going to throw it in here and I'm like okay yeah alright so last bits of news I'm just going to throw this one out here because it's just a kind of thing that we already knew uh, Flash director Andy Machete um, revealed the film effectively restarts the DCEU with Barry Allen remembering what came before while acting as a bridge for various characters and timelines so essentially this is going to be the reset button and it looks like to try and set up the um, the DCEU on a singular path and anything that came before that's from different universes Barry will remember and stuff but it's going to go should you need to hit the reset this early in this is, this is like this smells highly of X-Men and just rebooting stuff and trying to hand fist stuff into stuff that didn't work um, and this is why like when you look at the MCU as a whole uh, it definitely has some stinkers, right? Oh, yeah. But what they did was they put a ton of thought and a ton of careful planning from the beginning. They didn't plan out everything, obviously, but they planned out the main pieces. And so they were able to just plug and play as they went along when stuff changed. Yeah. And still keep their initial thought, you know? And I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm all, I want to see a Flash movie. I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I'm not going to like poo-poo it, but yeah. it's just like, man, if you would have done it right from the start, you wouldn't have had to worry about this. Yeah, I agree with Humor and Charity saying it says a lot that it's so bad that they need to reset. And I'm like, yeah. the fact that they're having to hit a reset button already is like, you shouldn't need to hit reset when you're, what, five movies deep? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like, and then Isaac saying, I can't wait for Nicolas Cage Superman, which let's talk about that because we talked yes. about this. This just dropped like literally like last this night. Deserves, this, this deserves the uh, the, <clears throat> the old hype emoji. <laughs> because we heard stuff about like, we've heard like, um, what's this, with Michael Keaton returning as Batman. It's going to cross over with um, Ben Affleck's Batman. And so we're like, oh, we could start getting some interesting stuff here. Mm-hmm. The current rumor is apparently Nicolas Cage is Superman. From that, the James Cameron Superman. Um, I believe it was James Cameron that never got made, that never took place. It was meant to star Nicolas Cage, which I'm still not sure what that would have looked like. Nicolas Cage as Superman. I mean, I've seen the test photos, and it's yeah, it's I'm kind like, of scary, actually. <laughs> I kind of want to see it, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Just out of sheer... It's Superman with the borderline mullet. I mean, let's let's be real here. Well, to be fair, he did have a mullet for a while, so in the comics. That's true, he did. He so it, it, it's kind of on par with it. But apparently, yeah. Nicolas Cage Superman might be showing up in Flashpoint. Dude, I'm all for it. The more, the better. Just throw every single universe superman and batman in that one movie and i would be 100 in the tank for it i'm like you know what at this point i'm like with all the stuff that's gone wrong for the dceu i'm like just do it just go balls to the wall everything yeah. you've got just throw yeah it. just, just throw hire it james gunn to be your kevin feige and just go just go for it man just do just do it add saying so tiger king in a superman costume yeah yeah pretty much yeah. yeah he but actually yeah. had a revolver on his hip in the test photos it was crazy yeah, i mean it's nuts man 
But like, we've got two Batman, let's bring in his Superman, I want to see that, I want to see, let's bring in some of the characters from the CW, let's bring in some of the old characters, let's get uh, Kevin Conroy, Conroy back in here, let's let, let's just get everything in, let's do, yep. let's just go nuts with this, why not? You know, why at first not? blush, at first blush, I, I actually feel bad for Robert Pattinson, because I feel like they, I feel like mid, mid thought they were like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna just start over here and not even have to worry about this place over here. So they started with the Batman movie, and then they're like, wait a minute, we can reset everything and still keep everything continuity. And they're like, yeah, we're gonna forget about Robert Pattinson. I said Pattinson, good grief. You actually, but yeah, said no, I feel bad for him. That was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, like because like his his trailer for the Batman comes out and it looks really good. It looks fantastic. And then they went. Oh yeah, but we've got these Batman coming back for this movie. This is what you really want to focus on. We've got Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton in the same movie together, both playing Batman. And it's like, wow, Robert Pattinson, you just got kicked to the curb, son. I know. Now all they need is Christian Bale, man. Come on, man. See if they get Christian, that, by the Christian, way. Christian, pick like, your phone up. Pick your phone up. I know. Because you know he's a, he's a big avid listener to the podcast. Obviously. Oh yeah, I know. Um, Christian Bale, you pick your phone up right now, mister, and play Batman in the Flash movie. Got it? There you all go. Right. Nitro has spoken. Deal done. <laughs> uh, Isaac saying, "I hope he grows his hair. He better. He better oh yeah, his hair. I want I want Nicholas Cage for the mullet playing. Superman I want mid back length hair for Superman. That's how long I want it." And Chunk saying, "Yeah, there was actually a documentary about everything that went wrong and that. Yeah, I know there's a documentary. I've never had a chance to see it or see Isn't any. Isn't it on YouTube or online? I think I've it seen it. Probably is. Like it. I've just never taken the time to actually like hunt it down and watch it. Yeah. I probably should." Um, it's just one of those things you hear about and you think oh, i'll get to that and like you know 20 years passes and you never do <laughs> it's like yeah i should have watched that at some point um but yeah so that's the big dceu news and last major bit of news from this um this week nothing major to it really it's just a passing thing dc universe and um, which was the home of shows like titans doom patrol the animated harley quinn show um, swapped thing, the poor show that lasted for a season and should have got a lot more out of it and the home for all the old DC animated stuff and the old DC shows we all knew it was coming is officially becoming a comics only app, kind of like Marvel Unlimited where you can go and get DC comics and view them digitally um, all that other stuff, all that, we're still getting other stuff like Doom Patrol and Teen mm -hmm. Titans has been announced and um, Harley Quinn have all been announced for new seasons they're just going to be over on HBO Max, which we all seen coming. Of course, why would Warner Brothers have two separate things like that? Where yeah. You can just stick all your DC stuff on there because you want people to buy HBO Max, including the comic book fans who watch the DC stuff, so why not stick them on there? Well, yeah, and they were like, remember when, when this HBO Max thing came out, they had DC stuff on and that was the selling point for it? Yeah. And then like they're like, yeah, we're getting rid of all that stuff in like a month. <laughs> we're like, what? That doesn't make yeah. sense. Like, I mean, one of the selling points for this was that people thought they were going to do the Snyder Cut of, like, Justice League. Even before they announced it, people were hyped for that, thinking that was going to be a big thing that they could do. Yeah. And, like, trying to push all this stuff. And it's like, it, the DC app didn't make sense, in my honesty. I, I never yeah. bought it. I never got it. Just because I can't afford to get another streaming thing. I but think there's like, just streaming frenzy right now. Everybody's like, oh, we can make money doing stream stuff. Oh, we're there gonna, is. We're going to create our own app. I can afford like two or three and I'm like yeah beyond that I'm as well as just getting cable you know what I mean I'll be honest I half of my streaming things I'm borrowing from other people so <laughs> yeah I mean I think <laughs> I've got do? like I've got Netflix I've got Disney Plus and then with Disney Plus you also get Hulu and ESPN Plus yeah so I've got all of those I don't even have HBO Max at this point because I'm like I, I just don't have the money for another streaming service right now 
I'll sign up for a free trial when they drop the Snyder Cut, and then I'll probably cancel. Oh yeah, when they drop that, I'll sign up for a free trial and like binge everything. Although DC they'll, they'll on probably it. be they'll probably be butts about it and just release like a, a because it's four parts. They'll release a segment like every two weeks, and yeah. the free trial is only like a month, so you got to subscribe. It's gonna be That's all right. You just wait until the end of it to. Oh yeah, that works. To do it and just watch it all in one go, just binge. You're so smart, time. Cross. That's why you lead this. Tip my hat to you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, by the way, I've got, I've got to say, I've been wearing it for like what forty-five minutes now, and I'm like, I'm kind of digging this fedora. By the way, I might just start. Dude, wearing it looks good. Stream. You should just wear it every stream. I think it's gonna be because I was thinking to start wearing caps more on stream, like you kind of do, and maybe start putting some stuff on. But like, I'm kind of digging the fedora. I, I'm liking it. I think I can pull this off on a more regular basis. So Chunk the Hut is saying it's a fascinating documentary. I'm I'm almost positive that I've seen this before. Uh, it's called Death of Superman Lives. What happened? And then Isaac said, wasn't it supposed to be connected to Keaton Batman films? Because it was right, yeah, it was right around the same time, like mid to early 90s, right? Yeah, something like that. I mean, judging by the test photos, they they, they aged. So Yeah, I think it was around about that time, kind of like, because the, the Christopher Reeves, like Superman stuff had happened, and they Did... were looking to redo it, obviously, because Christopher Reeves couldn't keep doing them. Didn't um... Kevin Smith write it? Was it? Was it Kevin, Kevin Smith? I'm pretty sure Kevin Smith wrote it, or at least provided a draft for it, because they were like we want a giant spider in the finale or something like that. And he was like, what? So he was like, all right. Oh I yeah, guess that's, you want that's right. That was a, it was the 90s. That was a thing. It's kind of yeah. like the, it's kind of like the equivalent of the Sky Portal now. Like everybody yeah. had giant spiders and stuff. And it's like, no. That's right. Because I think Brainiac was supposed <laughs> to be the main villain. And then they're like, no, we want a giant spider. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. Yeah, because Wild Wild West came out. Yeah, it had a giant and spider. A giant, yeah, and then we had right. the, the Stephen King at many series they had the giant spider and it was like a big thing in the 90s apparently um isaac saying zane would be in face of the fedora like and he should be he was one of many 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 writers got it okay i, th I thought yeah i had yeah, to have seen this then all right but that's pretty much it for the news for this week then and i say PS5. that like ps5 oh the ps5 pre-orders yeah. That's right, the PS5. We're going to quickly talk about the PS5 because we're running short on time to talk about new stuff. But like the PS5 dropped this week. The pre-orders dropped this week and they sold out in about a minute. Yeah, and they were gone. And like, they're gone. Like, <laughs> literally a minute later, they were sold out of everywhere to the point that PlayStation has now came out and apologized for Yeah, they were like, we handled that horribly. <laughs> and that they're going to get more out and it's like, wow, okay, yeah, you screwed up. Um, Sorry, I had to bring that up. I had to. I had to no, had yeah, to we have to it. mention it too, right? I don't have it written on my notes, but yeah, we. I did mean to talk about this, and so they're going to be bringing out more. So it's going to be interesting to see how Microsoft responds with the dropping of the Xbox Series X, since that's meant to happen this week. So this week yeah. the Xbox drops. Um, I don't like, know. I know they announced the price last week. So yeah, I think it's meant to be like this week or the following week or something. I don't have the mm. exact date for it. Um, but like Microsoft learn. Learn from what Sony just did. <laughs> don't yeah, do that. Don't do that. But like, yeah, we had the announcements of the PlayStation and stuff. We got the pricing, like, and stuff like that. So we got the price of the Xbox and the PlayStation. I'm too broke to buy either, even the digital versions. Like, I don't yeah. have a spare three, four hundred bucks to spend. <laughs> I wish I did. Yeah, I'm probably gonna wait. Um, yeah, like, I'll probably wait till next we, year. We, we're a one-income family here, and I've got a third kid on the way. Like, I ain't buying that yet. I ain't buying that yeah. until it goes on sale. Yeah. I just got my Xbox One finally hooked back up and now that I've got my TV in the office. So I might start streaming some stuff from there, but like you're not going to see PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X content from us for a little while, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say and I'm getting a PS5 for the Miles Morales game and the new Harry Potter game. Same. 
honestly Same. yeah the miles morales spider-man stuff the trailer stuff for that looks sweet um yep. and then of course the harry potter rpg and i'm like okay yeah you've got my attention i i just want to check that out to see what you do with it yeah oh nice chuck yeah i was looking got invited this one to the pre-order directly from them wow On no yourself, wonder you're just dude. gifting subs to everybody Joe's just subtly sitting there like that. Yeah, yeah, I got one from from Sony personally. He's like, yeah, the CEO, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm still deciding which one to get, leaning towards a digital version for now. Honestly, if I get one, it's my only thing with it is getting the digital version. I don't mind buying digital games. Like I've got a PC and I've I buy stuff digitally on here, and um, to game with. I don't mind that. My only thing is that right now my Xbox One is my Blu-ray player in my office. Mm-hmm. And if I get a digital only console, like I would literally have to either keep that hooked up or buy a Blu-ray player for my office. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's affecting me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, I'm a physical media person. Like I like physical media, and I don't have I don't keep large libraries of games. I keep the games that I really like and I really like to play. Mm-hmm. So I'll play a game for a little bit and then I'll sell it. And being able to sell it secondhand and buy games secondhand is extremely important for me. Oh yeah, like I mean that's it. that's one of the things I got a lot in my games for the Xbox One is like just walking into somewhere like GameStop and looking at the mm-hmm. you know the yeah. the pre owned stuff. It's like you can get it so cheap. Like I got like a bunch of the Assassin's Creed for like a couple of bucks. Yeah. Just because like some of them didn't have a case and I'm like, is the game there? And the digital yeah. version's always gonna be like thirty, forty bucks unless there's a sale. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, I that's a total rabbit trail. No, no worries, man. Uh Night Wolf, hey man, how's it going? Saying new God of War is what I'm going for. Yeah, one hundred percent. I, I'm the God of War games like the last one that came out was just phenomenal like I, I'm up for you know for Kratos hey yeah. Tommy how's it going man El Tommy in the house thank you for that host brother I appreciate it um, but yeah I'm up for Kratos versus Thor which was like highly hinted at the last one like I'm, I'm good for that hmm. uh, Chunk says nope I had to pay for it <laughs> got the disc version just so I can have 4k blue. see that's my thing Chunk is like I'd, I'd probably want to go for the cheaper version if I got it just because I don't have the money for the full one Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm going to have to buy a Blu-ray player anyway, I might as well just pay five hundred bucks. Yeah, get the four K Blu-ray player that comes with it. You know what I mean? Because you're paying for two bits of tech then and one. Yep, yep, exactly. All right, but that's the end of our news. So I'm now going to jump into just a little bit of housekeeping. I've said this is not doing this in the middle of the podcast, just because people are here. Um, yeah, I think our sponsor will appreciate that's, it. If that's I a actually, good idea. If I actually, you know, mention it to people when they're in chat, not before anybody shows up. <laughs> it's like one person on. One person <laughs> buy it. Uh, so first of all, shout out just above Nitro is our official sponsor, Gamer Grind Co. Just throwing it up in chat. You can use that link to click over there and check out their amazing coffee. That's what I am drinking here. Their campaign blend. Um, a lot of great coffees like um, the campaign, the headshot, kill streak. Uh, he buys all his games digitally yeah i don't blame you chunk to be completely honest and um, but yeah you can get some amazing blends of coffee and if you use comics in the cross and that checkout and that saves you five percent on anything you buy you can get some amazing coffee from there not to mention the fact as well you can also get a comics in the cross coffee mug and sticker available in our team store there and um, so make sure you go and check them out and also check out and um, the content from gamer Green on social media just because they are going to be launching a podcast shortly and with two of the Gamer Grind sponsors on it, and they have reached out about us possibly appearing on it. So, um, we don't have details on it as of yet, but we'll definitely keep you up to date on that. Also, as well as we mentioned, it is September, 
um, if you go ahead and sub to the channel, it is going to be a cheaper price for you, just $3.99 for a month sub. We are trying to reach the goal of 15 subs this month, um, so we can unlock our second emote. So if you want to help us financially and reach that, um, if you want to help us financially in another way, we also do have our Patreon. So you can go ahead and click on that Patreon link there and support us on there for as low as $2 a month. Um, also, you can go ahead and follow us online on our social media. Any of our previous shows are available on our YouTube channel. And you can also keep the conversation going on our Discord. So those links are all in the chat for you. Make sure to come in, connect with us in all those ways. We would love to keep the conversation going on more than just a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, we try I try to remain active on Discord. Um Yeah, Nitro's been slacking in recently, but yeah, Nitro's been in Discord a lot and I've tried jumping in um, recently this week to try and be in there a bit more and be a bit more active. But if you're on social media, I'm generally fairly active there daily um, in our social media accounts. Also, if you do want some comics to cross merchandise, um such as t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, and um, kids clothes, you can go ahead and you can um, click on the store there. Um, our Goblin Memote just got approved. Oh, sweet, Isaac. They got a Jeff nice. Goblin Memote. I'm like, That's awesome. <laughs> that is actually kind of awesome. I am not jealous at all. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I think that's our um, housekeeping. We do have two big things before we get into our topic for today. Uh, first of all is our book club that we're going to be starting, our indie comic book club. Uh, we we're going to be reading an indie comic and talking about it on the show. And so we are going to be doing our first. We did announce that we are going to be looking at Lock and Key. And we're going to be looking at Lock and Key as part of the Indie Book Club. So we also now have a store on Amazon or a link to an Amazon list where anything that we talk about on our Indie Book Club is going to be um, in that store. So right now that link will take you there where you can get Lock and Key for yourself. And we're just waiting on Nitro's copy coming in. Once that comes in, we will give you um, a date that we're looking to talk about it on stream. So if you want to go ahead and purchase it yourself and join in that conversation, or if you've read it and want to join in, or just want to show up and hear our ramble about it, then by all means you can definitely do that. But that is something that's going to be coming up. And then Sweet. one last major thing that got mentioned to us was... Um, as you know, like a few weeks ago, we had um, Dr. Baron Bell back on the podcast talking about um, Dominion, Follow the House of Saul, an amazing comic, um, which you can actually get a hold of still. But we had another comic book company reach out to us, and they are called Mercy Way Studios. I throw up the logo there. Um, and they're actually a Christian comic book company that does a lot of kind of biblical art and biblical stuff like that. They know that we're a Christian podcasters. So they asked us if we wanted to look at it. Um, Isaac's throw Dude, up his jet awesome. I'm not going to lie, that is quite sweet. <laughs> that is fantastic. I love it. Um, so they actually sent us a, like, a little bit of art. They sent me some coloured stuff and some not coloured stuff to look at. And then they gave me one specifically that I asked if we could share on the stream. So here we go. Here's the art. It's a bit of David and Goliath. Which I, I think looks freaking sweet, to be honest. I mean, I think that's a gorgeous piece of artwork, personally. Oh, yeah, that, that's a pretty sweet. Um, so that's the first one we got, and that's from... Let me make sure I get this name right, because I double-checked his name. Uh, Ivan Anaya, A-N-A-Y-A. -A. Uh, mm. They're an El Salvador comic book company, um, and he is the artist. He done the pencils and the inks for this. He didn't do the colouring, he said. Okay. Um, 
but he did do the pencil and ink for it and asked us if we would um, check out some of their stuff so look out for that coming up in the podcast and i just wanted to give them a shout out so that's mercy way studios um i'm excited to see they're going to be trying to get some more stuff out to us and drop like the first issue and stuff of what they're doing they're still i don't have a lot of details on it but i just wanted to share that beautiful piece of artwork because honestly i think it's gorgeous yeah he sent me that and i'm like that's that's beautiful that looks so cool and so epic i'm like that's you've got my attention yeah that's a pretty sweet name you've got my attention now that i want to check this out um and ad saying that's nice and chunk saying that's awesome isaac now in chat in the infinity bros account so we can throw up jeff goblins whenever he wants (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so go and check out my studios and stuff and definitely worth checking out and we'll probably be talking about their stuff at some point on the podcast isaac i'm gonna need you to flood the chat with jeff goblin just, just yeah, that's, that that's, that's your job for the rest of the chat is just throw jeff goblins <laughs> all right so i think it's time to delve into the the main talking point for today why everyone can do this we of course have been talking about um early 2000s comic book movies and superhero movies and um, if you want to catch up in the previous uh few parts of this you can of course catch up with that on a playlist that's over on our youtube channel throwing the link up there go and drop us a sub there and check out the previous ones where we've talked about stuff like um, the spider-man trilogy and from sam raimi we've talked about like daredevil and electra there you Um, go there you go isaac dropping it dropping jeff goblins (laughs) everywhere yes Um, so we decided for our big return because we were there was so many weeks of doing other stuff and so many weeks of people being off and so many different things going on like that let's dive back into something big so we're going to jump yes. into the first two x-men movies we were going to do the trilogy but as i said right at the start we realized we don't do well with that we're never going to yeah. get three in here because i mean we're no not, it's we're, just not gonna happen we're, we're gonna an an rob already yeah we're gonna rob one of the movies it's just gonna happen you know we're at an hour and we try to keep it to about a two-hour podcast yeah and we still end up going to like two and a half hours most of the time yeah um so the x-men movie so let's dive into these so we're taking you back 20 years here 20 first years. one was released in 2000 2000 literally 20 years ago it dropped i still remember my reaction because like i grew up on uh, i'm glad skeets isn't banning me yeah, yeah skeets is kind of like skeets loves a gold bloom, man <laughs> just letting you do it he's allowing the gold bloom. i mean I, I grew up on the old um, superhero cartoons like one of my favorites was the x-men 1990s cartoon and still one of the best cartoons i've ever seen one of the best cartoon like opening themes ever yeah and i still remember being on vacation down in england we went to a seaside town in scarborough and we were literally walking along the beachfront just looking at the stores looking at some of the little places and i remember literally seeing it on a bus stop they had a poster on a bus stop and the poster was the first poster for an x-men movie it was the first time i'd seen it first time i knew it was getting made yeah and i freaked out i was so excited (laughs) and it was coming out like round about my birthday in the uk it was like august something yeah and like so i was hyped yeah you know it's like i was so excited for this movie it was i don't i don't so i remember like i was really into blade like when that movie came out and that was late 90s and i come from Anything that we talk about today is going to come through a lens of Jim Lee X Men and animated series X Men because those are my those are my bibles for X Men. Um, 
So, but I hadn't read those in a while, so I didn't really know what to expect from an X-Men movie. I was just excited that we were getting Wolverine because I've always been a huge Wolverine fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I it was it was crazy, man. It was huge. It was a huge event. It was like the like when Batman from the eighties came out, Michael Keaton Batman, how it was just like global. It was huge. It was an it was an event. Well, that's it though, is like when at the time that it came out, I mean people forget it's like that was a big thing looking back on it, is people forget what comic book movies looked like back then, what superhero movies looked back, they they were not taken seriously. Mm-mm. We had Michael Keaton as Batman and Batman and Batman Returns. Long gone were the days of like him, Christopher Reeves, Superman. Yeah. We were getting stuff like Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. We were getting stuff like Shaq playing Steel. <laughs> if anyone even freaking remembers that movie apart from me. Um we were getting these awful, over-the-top, badly-written movies. Yeah. We, weren't, we weren't even close to the days of the MCU. Spider-Man hadn't even dropped yet. It wouldn't drop for, like, another, like, two years. But um, X-Men, as far as I'm concerned, like, X-Men and Spider-Man coming out a few years later were the birth of the modern superhero movie. I agree. I agree. They set the framework for what you can do in a universe, in a comic universe sandbox. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Nahut saying, plus the third movie never happened thanks to Days of Future Past, right? Yep, absolutely. They Even they erased it out of their own continuity. Uh, I'd say that opening theme is amazing. You need it as your host sound. We would if it wasn't going to get like flagged by Twitch and YouTube, to be completely honest. <laughs> Um, and then Chuck's saying oh god I do unfortunately lol like yeah um, but yeah so like X-Men was like the first one to really break out and do something mm-hmm. yeah and like you said it's like the, it's one of the first movies that actually took the source material like seriously you know what I'm saying yeah it kind of serious and his view of it like all the other stuff was like were major departures they weren't taking like stuff seeing being ripped right out of comics like infinity war and seeing thanos and collecting the infinity stone that stuff yeah. is more or less ripped right out of the comic and just slightly altered to fit the the movie story mm-hmm. because obviously it's a different storyline you don't have the decades of comic to build it on yeah but like before that in the 90s they didn't really do that it was their own stories and they were becoming mm-hmm. campy and silly and stupid or they were becoming too serious and too focused on the wrong things and it's like yeah. it just it wasn't fitting and then all of a sudden x-men dropped and and that's the thing like i was excited for x-men most people weren't because superheroes and uh, movies still had that stigma around them mm-hmm. they still had the yeah, stigma they're for kids that they're for kids and they're stupid mm-hmm. and they're goofy and they're campy people still yeah. had like arnold schwarzenegger in their heads spouting crappy ice one-liners you know mm-hmm one thing I will say that they did really good with this movie that helped with that was the casting of most, most of the casting. I would say that they nailed most. Um, maybe three, <laughs> maybe three of the cast. Well, I mean, you, the leaders, right? So you have Ian McKellen, you have uh, Sean Luke Picard, um, you have Hugh Jackman, who I'm not a huge fan of him as Wolverine, but he's a, an amazing actor, um, and he does as good of a job as he can with that role given his really? size you're not a huge fan of Hugh nah, not. and I know I'm gonna throw some controversial opinions out here today please don't hate me he's too big for Wolverine he's too big and thin alright there I said it I said it I'm gonna leave I'll, I'll show myself up yeah just, just go <laughs> go now 
<laughs> no, as I, I I do have to completely disagree with that. It's like most everybody Hugh, does. It's Hugh okay. Jackman as Wolverine for me is one of the perfect castings. It's like it's like casting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Yeah, like I get just that. Watch, I get it. You just watch him play, and you're like, you were meant for this role. I will say emotionally and as the heart of the character i get it <laughs> great great the guy that's gifted most subs to our channel you've turned against as well done nitro too bad you can't take him back but um I, I will say the way that he plays the character that is wolverine i'm just saying physically when i see him i don't think of wolverine i just think he does not have the shape that i think again this is this is informed from jim lee era and x-men x-men animated show era wolverine that is the visual that's my wolverine and Hugh Jackman just doesn't do it for me. It's physically, emotionally, absolutely, he kills it. There, I said it, and I've I've been consistent with that because even with Logan, I say the same thing. I think they should have cast somebody different from the onset, but he oh. does a fantastic job. Oh yeah, ads. Don't worry. He says I'm a big Sabretooth fan. Sabretooth was awful. Oh, don't worry. We're going we're going to get to that. There's a lot to talk <laughs> about with Sabretooth and his non-rivalry with Wolverine. Oh my gosh, it was awful. Again, Jim Lee, Sabretooth is like four times the size of a human. And this dude just like has a Fu Manchu and, and black eyes. Basically, that's all. It's just a regular guy. Let's be yeah. honest. So let's dive into this. So yeah, like we start off in the X-Men and like no one really knew what to think. So this movie's set in an era where it's kind of like still being serious. <laughs> You're getting booed now. <laughs> I know. I knew I knew it was going to happen, but I got to be honest with myself. I got to be yeah. true to myself. He's got to be, even if we all hate him now. He's got to be honest <laughs> with himself. Um, but yeah, so we start off in this amazing movie, and the casting, for the most part, a lot of the casting is great. A lot of the casting is actually not bad. It's the way the characters are written that actually doesn't help them. You know, like I, I don't think James Marston is that bad of a casting I would agree. choice for Cyclops. I agree. I yeah. don't think, I've completely forgot her name, but the, the woman that plays M. Jean... I don't think she's a bad oh, casting choice. Yeah. Just they literally don't write a character for her, which we've talked about this when we talked about Elektra. Like, women didn't get characters written for them in superhero movies in the early 2000s. Yeah. They got written as a pair of boobs, and that was about it. Yeah. Even they don't do, But even they don't do that in this. Like, is, like, there's, like, a non-relationship with Cyclops, and there's, like, a conversation with Wolverine, and I'm like, and all of a sudden he's got the hots for her, and I'm like she doesn't have any personality she doesn't even have any like the the lame personality traits i think i think one of the biggest ones for me i, I agree with you with the cyclops like i think i don't mind playing him as a wounded type dude i don't mind that at all but he still like he lacked confidence i think like the entire movie and when you look back in the comics you look like an animated series like he was the basically the de facto leader of x-men well that's like, it he's a leader he, and it's like he barely yeah he took that role it barely has a conversation with anybody in this you know what i mean it's like it's i mean even jackman like the, is my favorite cast comic book movie casting of all time wow i'm that telling a strong you man. statement i'm telling you that's man. a strong you've, statement you've turned everybody against us with that one i mean if if he was like a foot shorter and he weighed like 30 pounds more i would agree with you 100 percent. okay see so when you can get abs like he has in the wolverine then you <laughs> then you can officially start talking about the shape he's dude in. i'm i'm not saying he's not a specimen of a man i have his poster in my bedroom right beside my i'm just joking but he's a specimen of a man all right specimen of a man i just he's just too big for wolverine in my in my opinion oh, that's gonna be an interesting one this <laughs> the biggest biggest miscasting like 
and this is even including like Magneto's cronies who are like badly miscast a lot of it as well mm-hmm. um, is 100% rogue dude I was yeah Anna Packing Anna Packing is rogue awful. as well as the way that rogue is written as the kind of awful. Jubilee Kitty Pride-esque character she's wasted she's wasted in this universe it's like you didn't know what you were doing with her and I'm like and you wrote her completely out of the way she was meant to be written you've took away an amazing strong powerful sexy female character like all these amazing things that you want like you know the pro feminists are crying out for rogue is meant to be like every single one of them yeah and you turned her into this little scaredy cat girl <laughs> falls asleep staring at you i do i do you jam in every night <laughs> what we, we don't all do that i thought we all did <laughs> I mean, talking about casting, I think um, Patrick Stewart as Professor X is literally not necessarily the perfect comic book casting movie of all time. I think that's the perfect casting of all time. Like, I think in any movie, it's perfect. Like, it could not be more perfect. Yeah, like putting him and it's like, him him is Professor X. And I'll actually say up there along with it is the fact of Ian McKellen as Magneto. I think his role as Magneto is honestly undersold a lot of the time. People think about Hugh Jackman and people think about um, and Patrick Stewart, but I honestly think Ian McKellen does a great job of his version of Magneto. It's not totally the comic book version, yeah. But like, I still see him as a threat. I still see him as powerful in the way he carries himself, and I think he right. honestly does a good job at it. Another incoming controversial opinion. I agree with you to a point. I think he does a fantastic job as Magneto, and I like him in the first movie. I think he's a bit too old for Magneto, in my opinion. Yeah. I think he needs to be younger. I think he should have been, like, maybe not as young as Michael Fassbender, but maybe, like, in his early 50s, uh, maybe. Early 50s, mid 50s, like, gray hair, obviously, but he needs to still look like he could rock you in your face with a punch. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, Jim Lee you looking back at Jim Lee, you know, Magneto, again, he's a specimen of a man. All of his characters are specimens. See, but. that's the thing, is, like, I think the writing and direction of the movie failed Magneto. Because like, I agree, yeah, he probably should be younger. He probably should have been yes. a younger character. But I think they were playing up, because, like, the opening scene of this is Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. So I think they're playing on that, the fact that this took place in the 40s. He's going to be in his 60s, if it's set yeah. in the modern day. So I think that's where they were going with that, that he... If he was going to be a kid in that era, which was like, which is like, which is completely, people don't realize how crazy that was to do something that serious at the start of a comic book movie. Yeah. This kid being dragged away from his parents at Auschwitz for Nazis. I'm like, that didn't happen. That yeah, sort that was... of stuff didn't happen. They went all the way with it and completely comic book accurate that Magneto survived that. Mm-hmm. He, he was at Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. He was at a concentration camp and he came out the other end. That was part of who molded him. Yeah. So I, I completely give them credit for that. So I think that's why they went in that direction. But you can still show how powerful he is through his actual power, through his commanding. Like I think if he had better cronies to command and if he got to see his magnetism at its full strength, the only time we get to see his magnetism do anything of worthwhile is when he comes out is at the train station and he throws the cop cars Good. and they, like, they launch That's and they land awesome. on other cars and I'm like see if we'd seen more of that I promise you you'd have been happy that Magneto yeah. was a threat yeah I agree 100% but 
like I get where they were going with his age and I do think he should have been younger but for what they did and his version of it I think he carries himself well and if we got to see his power unleashed like, well, not, I like not just like lifting cars and then he held the guns yeah. at their head and like oh that's it I'm like no I, 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 yeah I will say that I think the way that they displayed his power in the films both films were was awesome mm-hmm. you know even when he went and he kidnapped um, Rogue in that in that bus yeah and he like basically held Wolverine in the air and was basically bending his skeleton that was fantastic like a lot of people like you don't put two and two together yeah Wolverine's made of metal and yeah. he can basically rip the metal out of his body. I mean, that's yeah. it. one of the most iconic scenes from recent comics was literally Magneto ripping the adamantium skeleton out of Wolverine. Yeah. To the point of people thought Wolverine was actually dead following mm-hmm. that. It left him in such a state for so long. People were like, he can't have survived that. Yeah. I'm like, like, see if we'd seen more of that stuff, I think it would have came across better. Yeah, I, I do like the way that he plays off of Mag, uh, not Magneto, Professor X. I really like yeah. their relationship, and I think they do a good job of like almost like continuing that in the in the later X Men movies, like First Class, uh, Days of the Past. I I really like the way that they capture that in those films. Absolutely, and I think that comes to the fact of like because of the casting, because um, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are friends in real life. Yeah, you know, and they know each other well. They're able to talk to each other like old friends and it really yeah. comes across. Like, don't get me wrong, they're both phenomenal actors and I still think they could have done it even if they'd never met before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're legitimate friends, which I think does add to that relationship and it, it does make me invested. And to be fair, it's like it's the only X-Men they get any sort of build-up apart from Wolverine. Yeah, I agree. It's the two I of agree. them and I'm like, so I'm like, I'm glad that they get that. Well, and push. not to not to skip movies, but like there's a one point where you basically Professor X visits Magneto in prison, and they're just playing chess and they're talking to each other, and it's yeah. awesome. Like just that one scene is just so awesome. First Class is underrated. I love that. One hundred percent, Isaac. I I do like First Class. I think it was a decent one. Don't get me wrong. The other ones that are out from that generation are crap. Like Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix are awful, but yes but first agree. class is good first class and days of future past days of future i don't, I don't past, mind days of future past either i, like I really like past. first class though yeah. i know there's some timeline issues and stuff like that i i still like it yeah i like it i like first class and i like days of future past the, the other ones involved in the young actors is like it's clear they don't care after a point yeah so um but then again neither do the writers so you know one thing i didn't realize about this film i went into us doing this stream 100 convinced that beast was in this film and i totally just had my hopes up because I, Kelsey Grammer as the Beast is fantastic and he wasn't in this movie or the next one. No, he's not in it until the third although, interestingly enough, Hank McCoy does have a cameo spot in one of these movies. I can't remember which one it is. Mm. Um, I think it's someone sitting in a bar and like, there's a TV on in the background and it's a picture of a guy and it says like Dr. Henry McCoy underneath it. Huh. And it's him as a normal human. It's not like there's no attention to it. It's just a cameo thrown there, so that's why they throw it out when they recast them. Mm-hmm. Which I find they do a lot in this series. Like you also see, like in this one, the first one, you see like Kitty Pride. You see the girl running through the door when um, he meets with like Wolverine meets with Professor X for the first time. Yeah, and like oh, that's clearly meant to be Kitty Pride, and then they just recast her for the third one when she's actually a major part of the movie. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Isaac, Days of Future Past is probably my favorite X Men movie. Um, yeah, I, th- I think I, I think one of the main dr- ball drops of this movie, besides Rogue, was Cyclops. I just think like they they could have just done so much good stuff with him, and I think as they got towards the end of those newer X Men movies, they've started to kind of put him in in the leadership role. 
but I mean, man, I, I really feel like they could have beefed his character up emotionally. Oh yeah, he he was literally across these three movies, he has nothing. Obviously, you know, like spoilers for Last Stand, he gets killed. Yeah. But like in the first two, like he has no personality. There's nothing to him. But that's the same with most characters. Yeah. Like Gene doesn't have a personality. Storm doesn't have a personality. It's like these major characters like Sabretooth, Toad, and Mystique are all villains in this, and like literally. Yeah literally the only defining point of any of them is that toad gets killed on a stupid line yeah he did. yeah i was gonna ask do you he's... know what happens when the toad gets struck by lightning do of you course know? same thing that happens to everything else huh. <laughs> someone wrote that someone I mean, legit made it into the film someone legitimately edits. sat down and wrote that and that got past every editor they had and made it as an actual line <clears throat> not only did somebody write that somebody was like that's good we're keeping it someone thought that was a worthy enough line to kill one of the bad guys on um, but we'll get to the bad guys as well um, I mean like the defining characteristics apart from that Sabretooth growls yeah and he has a mullet and black 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 uh, contacts Mystique's naked I do like Rebecca Romaine Stamos as Mystique I think she plays her very well she I don't know a ton do... about Mystique from the comics but she does really she well, well but they don't they don't do enough with her i mean like i'll give her all the credit in the world though she makes it past this movie which is one i can say for toad and Sabretooth. but <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like at least she gets a bit more build up than that but like it's not much and um, so yeah let's ju- let's jump into the plot of this then and where we actually yep. go so a ride along character as we've talked about is rogue not gonna get angry not gonna get angry not gonna get angry and um, who discovers her powers by kissing her boyfriend and almost killing him. Awesome. That's how we're going to start this off. And next scene and is, go. is pretty much <laughs> she's hitchhiked out of there. This teenager with no money to her name has hitchhiked all the way to Canada with no plan. That's doable. Yeah, with no plan. In the she, winter. Yeah, she doesn't even realize where she is. If she checked the guy, she talks to the truck guy. I thought you were going to take me to such and such. I'm like, oh, you're here. And it's literally like a bar. And I'm like, did you not even know where you were going? Did you just see it on the map and think that'll do? Yeah, I'm going to uh, go there. No but of course, this leads us to, you know, what all good bars have, a cage fighting ring in the middle of it. <laughs> Which we- I love the introduction of Wolverine in this movie. Wolverine's awesome. introduction it's is so amazing. Cool. He's just like it's leaning awesome. against the cage, smoking a cigar. <laughs> yeah. And this guy just comes out and starts laying into him. And then it's just that moment where like the knuckles connect. Yeah. It's like he breaks, he breaks his hand. That's right. It's like he breaks his hand. I love the fact he takes the guy out with a, like a kind of side headbutt. It's not even like a full blown headbutt. It's like a <laughs> as the guy's like walking towards him and like knocks the guy out. Oh yeah. Hey Ravenite, thank you for coming in. Welcome to the Comic Clan. I'm glad you could be here to join our conversation about the X Men. Thank you so much yes. for joining us today. Infinity Bros. Rogue was an absolute missed opportunity for this movie. Uh, it wasn't even a missed opportunity. It was just a misfire. Yeah, it was awful. Like, it's, someone looked at that and went, "Yeah, that's a good plan." Like, no, no, it's not. But like, yeah, Wolverine. Wolverine's introduction is amazing. And the next thing is, he sits at the bar, gets a drink. Guy comes up and fights with him, and like pins the guy up, and then like the two blades to the neck, and then just slays the third Dude, one. Dude, it's so, that that close up is so sweet though when it it's shows like, And I will like this because like if you look at the comics and stuff, he's got like bits that the blades come out of, and yeah, they're yeah. more like they're more like thin like metal blades i like the fact these are actually like knives in his hand yeah and yeah. i like and they come I, out between his fingers yeah, i, I like the fact that it comes out through the skin because you're like of course they would they'll come out through the skin 
because yeah. he doesn't have openers for them and then every time they go back in they heal I'm yeah like, oh it's so cool one of, one of the scenes that jumps out to me not actually not in this movie but in logan is when he pops his claw and only like two of them pop and he has to pull the other one out oh, with his hand yes <laughs> it's so awesome i love it oh i need to go watch logan again i've been off way too long it's to such a good movie. movie sorry i keep going to different movies no but... it did there's like what 15 movies <laughs> it's like 400 and movies. It's like... <laughs> but yeah so we get that introduction he gets thrown out and i love the fact of how he finds rogue like hiding in his car like he sniffs her out but only after he's driving along the road for a little bit. He yeah. stops the car and gets her, and then, of course, takes pity on her and goes to take her with him. And then, here we go, he gets attacked Sabretooth. by Sabretooth. Most comic-accurate villain of all time in a movie. One of the greatest comic book rivalries. It's probably the best casting of all time, in my opinion, oh, outside yeah. of uh, Jean-Luc Picard. I don't know, he might may, may come second to Lee Schreiber playing Sabretooth. Yeah. Next one, Origins. That's just as bad. Oh my we'll, we'll get to that one next week. Um, but yeah, so we get him versus Sabretooth, and oh my goodness, this great battle is ended by Logan essentially being launched from the car because it hits a tree that falls. And Sabretooth gets taken out by Cyclops blasting him. One of the greatest the effects, comic book the effects, the effects on the Cy- Cyclops. His powers were sweet, though. Oh, I, yeah, I the, effects, the effects do look really good, and they've actually aged fairly well as well. Yeah, and yeah, the CGI in this movie is remarkably good. A lot of the, the effects look good. Some of them don't, some of the bigger effects, like when we get to the Statue of Liberty later, there's yeah. effects that haven't aged as well, but it's a 20-year-old movie, so yeah, you're going to have a bit of hit and miss with CGI. Um, so they take them back to the X-Mansion, um, which I love that we then see Wolverine running around, like, trying to be stealthy. Yeah. Once he gets out of there, which is like Wolverine has never been stealthy in his life and like it comes across he actually does a really good acting for that, I think, because it comes across like I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm hiding from people, this is not what I do. Although I love the fact of like this girl who's on the run from her family, who's terrified of her new powers, has just been attacked, has taken in with these X Men, is automatically enrolled in classes. Rogue is automatically just put into a class. <laughs> you will be in this class and you'll like it. And like a ride along character all of a sudden becomes Wolverine because Rogue oh. was into classes and it's like, okay. One thing that I found out when we were researching this for the stream today is that apparently Russell Crowe was the first choice of singer for Wolverine and he turned it down. No. I did not know that. He would have been, I think, better than Jackman. Size, physicality-wise. I don't know. I don't know. How tall is Russell Crowe? He so, just looks beastly. He looks like same. a beast of a man. Well, if you're talking size-wise, he's about the same height as Jackman, is he not? Because you see them like next to each other in um, Les Mis, and they're about the same size. Russell Crowe. How like, tall no, is Russell Crowe? No. Russell Crowe is six foot. So, yeah, not that much difference. Never I mind. Say, I take like, that back. I was going to say, like, Russell Crowe is Wolverine? No. <laughs> no, even just size. And I'm like, no. Well, Hugh Jackman is 6'3". Come on, man. Get six, over three. the height. He could play in the NBA. Thank Come you, thank you, Isaac. He's booing you, and I'm booing you also. <laughs> like, no, you're just gonna have it. You're, you're, you know, he's, he's, he, he started forward for the NBA, uh, for the Denver Nuggets. Okay, see if That's you can come up. See was. if you can come up with another great casting choice for Wolverine. I will honestly admit it if I think it's good. Tom but Hardy no. would have been perfect, but he, he was like five at the time. Yeah, I was gonna say Tom Hardy young, but like, see if you cast him as a modern <laughs> one. Okay, I'd be willing to work with that. But Russell Crowe, like, I get he's done some great like movies and he's been some good action flicks and stuff but no 
He'd be horrible as Wolverine. I don't know. I could have seen it. No. Yeah, I could have seen it. Ross, you need to get this guy off your podcast. <laughs> okay, the fans, the literal community is now asking if to boot you from the podcast. Hey, look, the thing that makes streams interesting is when people disagree and we can talk it out. And we amazingly disagree in a lot of things, the more and more of these shows we do. And I'm like, I didn't realize how many disagreements we were going to have. We're still friends, right? <laughs> I don't know. This one might break me. Oh, man. Well, I, this is not new, though. I've, I've mentioned this before. This is... I've 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 no. I've tried to let you guys down easy. No, you have not. This this is a new one. Like I, if you'd mentioned how much you didn't like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I'd remember I, okay. this. All right, let's. I don't hate him as Wolverine. Let me, I just want to be like upfront yeah. with that. I don't. I don't hate him. I just don't think he was the right choice. I still enjoy him. I love the Wolverine movies. By internet, movies. by internet rules, that means you hate him. <laughs> Apparently, there's no gray area. No, you didn't like it's, him in the role, so you automatically hate it. It was the worst casting ever in your eyes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so we get there um she's ultimately enrolled in classes and wolverine gets the tour of the base um but she, of course we see like the kids doing school we see all the kids with special abilities we get the underground and um, base where we get to see like the blackbird and stuff like that which it's fairly cool looking mm-hmm. done a fairly good job in the i think it looks good blackbird. yeah <clears throat> overall it's pretty decent um yeah, it's like, there does a big period where, like, nothing really seems to happen in this movie. It's a bit slow. Like, it really it's gets slow, slow because, like, okay, that's what it is, Senator Kelly, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, so we get a whole thing with Senator Kelly because we have to have people hating mutants. That's, like, one of the, the forefronts of an X-Men movie. You have to have a group that hate them. I like um, how right off the bat, though, they're introducing a build of, like, we need to know who these mutants are so we can kind of categorize them and all yeah, that it's stuff. Like, yeah, we get introduced to that at the start of, like, Senator Kelly pushing this bill of the fact of, like, we need to know these mutants because, like, what about these mutants who can do that? Like, a girl who can walk through walls, what's stopping her from just walking into a bank and taking money? Yeah, because what about exactly, these mutants yeah. with dangerous abilities? Which is honestly a fair question because if you are a normal person and you learn about these people with abilities, it's like, that's terrifying. Yeah. And unlike the comics, it makes sense in this world. That's always been one of my big arguments for Marvel Comics is people fearing mutants doesn't make sense because the world is full of superpowered people that they are aware of, like the Avengers who are loved. But yet X-Men and like the mutants are all hated. And I'm like, yeah. it doesn't quite gel. But in a world where the X-Men are on their own, it kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but Senator Kelly ends up getting kidnapped. Um, by Mystique, which I kind of like her like changing. Yeah, I like, think she it changes. Well, it's like man. it's almost like that, like yeah. flip changes. Like yep. it's a really unusual, but I think it's a really cool effect. I, I personally kind of like it. Because how do you do that on screen? Like make someone change and make it look cool. I'm like, I think you did a fair job. I think it's awesome. Uh, what is it? Um, so the remake. Zach X-Men, McGowan. People have said. Right, I gotta look this up. Zach McGowan is Wolverine. I can see it. I can see it. Let me pull it up. I'm trying to picture the face as I'm going. Yeah. How's if I can spell? Oh, yeah, I know him. I could see it working. That'd be interesting. I've seen... All right. You guys are really going to hate me for this one. Don't. You've already got his hate and you don't add Well, I mean, you've, I, you already hate me, so... What's a little more? I am a huge Shia LaBeouf fan. And 
I there could absolutely see him. Don't say it. Wolverine. Don't say it. You said it. <laughs> Let's see. Shia LaBeouf height. Let's look this up. Five nine. Perfect. 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 Chat, That's come perfect. on, back me up here. Please back <laughs> me up here. Do we want to see Shia LaBeouf as Wolverine? Dude, I'm. I mean, you, you guys could say whatever you want. I, I think it would be perfect. We'll say whatever I do want, think Tom Hardy just... would be sick. Tom Hardy would be sick as Wolverine, though. But thank you, um... Isaac. Thank you. <laughs> like we'll just sit here and we'll believe what we want to believe, and you can just sit there and be wrong. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I do. Shia I do like Tom LaBeouf. Hardy as Wolverine, though. Tom Hardy. Would be I sick. don't agree with Hugh Jackman's casting, but I'll cast Shia LaBeouf. Oh my goodness! This oh. Okay, if we ever have to do stuff where we cast someone as something, you're not getting allowed a vote. <laughs> Hey, that's not fair. You need dissenting opinions. Not when it's Shia LaBeouf, I'm not. Like, that's, that just got it revoked. <laughs> I don't mind Shia, but no. I'm like, is Wolverine? No. Yeah, I could see it. No. I'm not, like, in the tank form. I'm just saying I could see it. I would prefer, like, a Tom Hardy-esque type person. Or the dude in played who played in Tell and High Water. I, I, what's his name? Oh, hold on. You, you can keep talking. I'm so I sorry. Gonna... You just go off on a tangent. I need to keep going with the actual movie. I've heard Shia's name thrown about for midnight. Uh, ben Foster. That's it. He played Angel in The Last Stand. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, I think he could nail it. He would nail it. He's a fantastic actor, too. He'd be interesting. He's a good actor. Um, Isaac Cena is like... Plus, he's 5'9". Would you get off the height thing? <laughs> and Isaac Cena, right. like he said, Shia's name thrown around for midnight, like... I could see that. I could see that maybe. I, 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 that one I could see. Like Wolverine, no. But like, if as... Moon Knight turns into Wolverine, I could definitely see that. Can I mute your mic? Your mic? <laughs> I'm uh, just joking. I'm sorry. I'm totally making this into a Wolverine show. We can continue. That's okay. The X Men franchise made it into a Wolverine show. That's true. The whole freaking thing. Um, so let's keep going with the actual movie now before you yeah. keep trying to cast Wolverine as anyone but the perfect actor that's already played him. Um. So yeah, I've lost my place. I don't even know where we were. Taron Egerton, yeah, yeah, I can see him too. Egerton, dude, Egerton, who played in Kingsman, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Kingsman, yeah, I can yeah, see. I that. can maybe see that. He's also um, like five nine. So yeah, so we capture Senator Kelly, and so he's kidnapped by mistake, and then he's taken to Magneto, and that's where we find out like Magneto unleashes his great weapon, but we don't really know what it's done yet, um, and then it find out that it actually gives people mutant powers, or at least that's the theory anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so Senator Kelly is then put in prison to these manifests and apparently it turns him into a jellyfish <laughs> it's a perfect description he is he's a jellyfish he is really it? is he's a legitimate jellyfish and so he squishes his way out the bars down this massive you made a jellyfish rock. machine yeah pretty much <laughs> and it's like he goes through the water he ends up pulling up on the beach which by the way it, that beach scene also has a blink and you'll miss it Stan Lee cameo Really? Of Stan Lee oh. standing in the background. Oh, wow. Looking at Senator Kelly, which I, I did not realize that until the person I was watching, I watched some recaps for this, um, mentioned it. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even notice that. So, like, we got a Stan Lee cameo all the way back in 2000. I did not realize that. Um, so, yeah, he actually appears there. But Senator Kelly, of course, doesn't know what's happening to him and ends up going to the X Mansion. And because where else you go except to the mutants for help? Yeah, yeah. And we get a really interesting bit of dialogue that I kind of like between him and Jean Grey of like, 
oh no, in Storm, sorry, where he asks, like, you know, it's like, I bet you, you know, you hate us. And she starts talking about, it's like, no, we actually fear you. And it's that interesting thing if you see them processing a little bit, the whole reason they're doing what they do is because they fear mutants, but it actually makes the mutants fear them. And it's a really good bit of social commentary. Yeah. Which is completely destroyed by the fact that he then turns into a gelatinous blob and melts a puddle of water and just off falls on the, the table. Floor. <laughs> like it turns into this kind of like weird like jelly. I'm honestly I'll say what I think it looks like. It looks like a silicon breast yeah. implant that like it, it looks like that and then it just and he melts into a puddle of water. Like it's actually quite terrifying. Yeah, I'd say if I'd say if you can call it a mutant power, and I'm like, yeah, it's like do you know what he reminds me of? Reminds me of like, what is it, Generation X in the comics? Like, th- that comic that's all for, like, the, the mutants that don't really have much powers or, like, all the extras who... What happens if you get a mutant a power that isn't really designed to fight battles or even help in everyday life? It's just something crap. <laughs> what do you, you do with it? You turn into a puddle of water now! <laughs> so he melts into a puddle of water and presumably is dead. I, I mean, I generally assume when you do that, you die. And, of course, they then freak out because they then... Because uh, in checking his mind and what happened to him, Professor X was able to work out what Magneto's plan is. Um, during this whole thing, as well, Magne- uh, Mystique infiltrates the X-Mansion. What does she do with this great opportunity? She turns into Rogue's boyfriend. Iceman, which... <clears throat> We're not going to get into the fact of Rogue and Iceman being together, like... She has a boyfriend. Is it Gambit? No, because that'd be too comic booky to actually give her the guy she's freaking with. <laughs> yeah, was... that was another missed opportunity, man. I really wanted Gambit in these movies. Oh, we got Gambit. We'll talk yeah. about that next week. Did we, though? <laughs> Did we? Oh, we will talk about him next week. More to come. Um, so she gets scared off by her acting like out of her because like there was a whole scene of like Wolverine like stabbing her having his night terrors and she used her powers to like drain his healing ability to heal herself so she gets scared away and runs away and they use Cerebro to find her so Wolverine goes to find her I'm throwing that all in there because literally it's a long road to a shortcut with that one like that there isn't much to it because he goes yeah. there Ad says there's a kid who blinks at the TV to change the channel you yeah. are ba- your, your mutant power is basically your remote control I mean, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> and then you worry about losing the remote again. Just blink. Okay. Change channel. Change channel. Like, awesome. Um, so from there, obviously, Magneto attacks and the X-Men get taken out, the few that are there, and they take... Wolverine thinks they're after him and it's revealed they're actually after Rogue because they need her to power the machine because it almost killed Magneto. So they need her to take his powers and power yeah. the machine. Yeah. That's, that's the whole big thing. Yeah, um, I agree. There's a big meeting that's going to take place with all these world leaders right off of where, you know, the Statue of Liberty is because, of course, it is out in the middle of nowhere outside as well. <laughs> it's like, of course, look, we can see it coming from the Statue of Liberty because, of course, it would be there. <laughs> the most recognizable place in the world. Yeah, let's put it there so nobody knows where it is. Yeah. And. Um... So they capture the other X-Men and they like Magneto uses his powers to like use bits of metal to attach them onto the wall of the inside mm-hmm. the Statue of Liberty where they set her up. Uh, Wolverine frees himself by like he has his hands like this and like cuts through himself which yeah. I never understood why that was meant to stop him. You will have to stab yourself to get off of the wall. I'm like, You realise he heals right? 
you realize oh he yeah does. he pushes himself off the wall right yeah, yeah like he does that and cuts the stuff off and he falls off the wall I'm like you realize he's going to heal from that <laughs> like really come on let's, let's, let's use our brains people which, by the way, like someone mentioned that as well, and I think I was watching, like even when they're leaving, like the, uh, like leaving the train station, like and they try to like Professor X tries to control the minds of like the people with Magneto, like Sabretooth and Toad, mm-hmm. like, but he can't read Magneto's mind and like control him. Why don't you just get one of them to remove his helmet? Oh yeah, that makes because <laughs> the movie would be over in like five minutes. I know. And, and the same stuff happens because like they fight in like the Statue of Liberty stuff before that. Sorry, I never mentioned the fight in the Statue of Liberty. Because the same thing happens. Like Toad is like kicking their asses. Yeah. Toad. Yeah. Storm, Jean Grey, and Cyclops. Yeah. Single-handedly. Storm runs away from him. Jean gets like this goop on her face and is stuck like that. I'm like, you can use telekinesis. You can control the weather. Why are you not taking him out like that? Why don't you electrocute Toad and then make a quippy comment? Oh. Oh, wait, we did that. We did. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, and then, of That's course, we actually, got a pretty, we actually got a pretty cool fight scene between Wolverine and Mystique. Um, That's actually pretty cool, which ends up leading to Mystique trying to sneak up on him, dressed or disguised as Storm, and get stabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they all get captured and stuff. Rogue starts the machine. Wolverine frees himself, and we have a big fight with Sabretooth. Which the CGI has not aged well up there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, they t- they take him out. They all take everyone out. Like um, I think it's like Cyclops's goggles. Like Gene holds him in front of his face and angles it. Cause like he's got his eyes closed facing Gene, so if he opens them, he kills her. But she uses her powers to like angle the um his visor, so he'll shoot Sabretooth. Um, yeah. So Wolverine then lets Rogue touch him, so she can drain his healing ability from him. Um, to heal her after the machine gets destroyed and she's almost dead and it looks like he's almost dead um, everybody's almost dead and then the movie ends with Magneto and Xavier playing chess and Wolverine going off to find his past yep and it sets up X2 yeah so the greatest X-Men movie ever made for a while it was considered it. for a while it was considered one of the greatest comic book movies out there yeah, they were gonna, they they compared movie. it with Raimi's like or they compared Raimi's Spider-Man movies with that. Yeah. Um, so final thought, thoughts on the first one. What did we think of the first X-Men movie? It didn't age well. Mm-mm. Um it definitely is very sentimental to me. I like it. Yeah. It's got a lot of problems. Oh, but yeah. I like it. I like it. I like the second one better. But I still like X-Men 1 because again it it ushered in an entire like wave, like tsunami of what we're experiencing now uh if it wasn't for those movies i don't think a lot of what we're oh yeah as we wouldn't have the the movies we do if it wasn't for stuff like x-men i mean x-men yeah it's it's definitely not aged well but like i think we talked a little bit about this before we started like Mm -hmm. you have to remember like the superhero comic book movies that came before it and what this led to this was the dawn of it we hadn't had stuff like the mcu yet we hadn't had christopher nolan's batman we hadn't had yeah. all these movies that like completely redefined the comic book genre like if you go back and watch some of the phase one movies like you can check that on our youtube as well we've talked about phase one of marvel mm. some of them are like yeah they wouldn't get away with making this today yeah it's just it's so straightforward like you need more to it yeah so for someone from 20 years ago to launch this it's like 
it's actually phenomenal for what it is yeah one thing i will say is like i, I wish they would have put more stock in at least a couple of the human characters like they were not none of the human characters i don't think in my opinion other than obviously the the senator dude were fleshed out at all and i think they would have done well to maybe just give a couple human characters to to bounce that dynamic off of but then again they didn't even do well in writing the mutant characters though yeah like, i agree like a lot of the x-men we got were nothing like a lot of the you know the the villains the brotherhood were like nobodies yeah like they didn't I mean, have it, personalities they didn't have anything and it's like that's why i can't wait to see what the mcu does with the x-men because yeah i MCU agree writing I'm so excited with when they the cast X-Men. shia labeouf for wolverine it's gonna be just off the chain stop it you know it's like when they <laughs> but like having that writing imagine think of like the way the avengers is and even the way they yeah. juggled characters like in infinity war and endgame mm-hmm. imagine them doing that with a universe of x-men yeah that's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be phenomenal yeah. Uh, Isaac saying I like it CG is forgivable even though it didn't age well yeah 20 year old movie CG is not going to be yeah. amazing yeah. Um, good foundation for the X-Men franchise and comic movies in general absolutely like we wouldn't have got Iron Man we wouldn't have got the MCU we wouldn't have got you know um, any of the DC movies we wouldn't have got Batman we wouldn't have got any of this stuff um, if it wasn't for X-Men and Spider-Man I believe those were the, the starting points <laughs> all right as we put forward i know you're turning people against you man <laughs> i know um so as we push forward again let's jump into x2 x-men united let's as we it. said one of the for a long time regarded as probably the best x-men movie although to be fair that's not hard competition um <laughs> but for a long time it was considered probably one of the better comic book movies in general for years i'll be honest i never quite got the hype of it i thought it was a good movie yeah, I enjoyed it. I think they 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 increased well on the first one, mm-hmm. but like everyone seemed to go nuts for this, and like even look back on it really fondly. I'm like, yeah, it was alright. Yeah, I mean, I think it holds up. It's a bit better than the first one, but like I was never totally bowled over by it mm-hmm. in the same way a lot of people did. Uh, I think a lot of the a, a lot of the stuff that works well in this one is like a lot of the action in this one is better than the first one yeah like a, a lot of the demonstrations yeah yeah like a lot of demonstrations of the powers and all that stuff like i'm going to use an analogy so one of the transformers movies um the michael bay transformer i'm not saying it's good just hear me out um uh, i think it was the you first you just can't or get one. away from shia labeouf can you you just cannot just, get away from him <laughs> it's just it's one of the first or second ones the movies are awful but there's one scene where Optimus Prime is fighting Megatron, or he's fighting somebody in the woods. Mm. And just that scene of those Transformers in the woods breaking trees and just fighting is just fantastic. And I, it's kind of the same with this movie. The movie is not really that great. I like it. It's, it's sentimental to me, just like the first one is. But I don't think it ages that well. But there are parts of the movie that are just awesome. Yeah, um, like the breakout. The breakout yeah. of prison in Magneto. Dude. That's probably yeah. the best scene. The breakout I think, the scene's movie. amazing. The fight scene in the in um, the Xavier Institute when they mm-hmm. come for the mutant kids, like that's the opening Nightcrawler yeah. in the White House, oh, dude. Arguably awesome. the best scene in the whole movie is that dude. Yeah, is that scene with Nightcrawler, like mind controlled Nightcrawler trying to assassinate the president. So yeah, <laughs> oh well. Speaking of that, the mind control thing. That's an interesting thing for this movie. Like they completely changed William Stryker from the comics. Yeah, he's now a military dude that's got a, a son that's a mutant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wanting to hunt down the X-Men and basically wipe them out. In the comics, I think it's uh, God Loves, Man Kills. I think it's the X-Men comic. 
that's got him in it. Um, he's actually like a, a religious like zealot leader. Huh. That believes that the mutants are like a are not holy, are not godly. And has a whole group of people. I can't even remember the name of them. It's been forever since I went through the story of that. Um, yeah, um, I don't know the name. Yeah, I'd say an X2 is a kid more pointless than TV remote kid, and that's a kid with a blue <laughs> forked tongue. Yeah. Uh, when he eats blue popsicles, though, you won't be able to tell. Exactly. You know, you can get away with it. That's, that's really important. Uh, for how bad the Transformer movies are, they they have great action scenes like yeah 100%, absolutely 100 yeah they've got great action scenes crap um, movies awesome oh, action. yeah awful awful movies <laughs> and they, they get worse like i literally like i i'll be honest i've not seen a transformers movie since the third one like i put up with the first two and then i watched the last that. two are and then i watched abysmal. then i watched dark of the moon and i went okay i'm done dude the mark Wahlberg ones yeah. if you can believe it are worse than the original ones See, I'd never even sat and watched them. After Dark of the Moon, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, I can't yeah, watch them again. Really bad. And then they done more, and I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Like, I just can't <laughs> put myself through it. I, I love Transformers, and I like, yeah, actually I cannot too. put myself through it anymore. Yeah, it was bad. Um, I'll, I'll say, so for X2, one thing that I noticed is that, so I'm a big, like, one of the reasons I like Zack Snyder, uh, most of his stuff so much, is just I love his style, like, his visual style. There's a... There's it's obviously you can immediately know that okay this is a Zack Snyder movie the way that it's filmed the coloring in the movie the angles everything like that I think they do a really good job in this movie making it look more theatrical like mm -hmm. the coloring of the movie the the way that it's shot I think it looks I think it lends itself to a more serious tone I really like it yeah definitely it's definitely got a I think that with the X-Men movies that's kind of the way they all kind of carried themselves was there's definitely a a more serious tone to it like it's more of a modern mm. like even the suits that like they got rid of like the comic book suits and stuff and the way that they carried themselves they tried to make it that little bit more realistic and but that was a mistake yeah <laughs> that part <laughs> some of that's a mistake but like but it's that sort of tone they try to make yeah, yeah. it more serious and they try to it was trying to grab that mainstream audience you know i really liked bumblebee but that's the only Dude, bumble like. okay bumblebee was fantastic I'll, I'll be honest with that out there. I'll be honest. I'll maybe check it out now. Were you guys saying that you liked it? Like, I never even went to see that. Like, literally, I, I signed off a Transformers movie after the third one. And I'm like, so yeah. even like Bumblebee, I'm like, nope. Bumblebee is fantastic because I think what they, and I know we're rabbit trail, but I think with the Transformers movie, they tried to go to way too complicated. And Bumblebee kind of brings it back to the original. Like, just let's just yeah. be super simple with it. Yeah. Okay. I feel, I feel like there's a Transformers like, yeah. episode in our future somewhere. Yeah. Oh, future. absolutely. I think just just the way this conversation is going already, I'm like, yeah, there's a Transformers episode at some point. Um, but yeah, so X two basically picks up. Oh yeah, because that's how X um, X Men ends as well. I forgot. Like Mystique survives being stabbed in the stomach, and mm -hmm. basically takes over as Senator Kelly. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and there's so, that freeze frame of her with her yellow eyes. Yeah, yellow eyes. So we see that like carrying on into this, and she's the one that meets him with the president and with um, Striker, mm -hmm. who's basically showing revealing what the xavier institute actually is you know revealing they've got all this technology and the mutants are a major threat which again is i kind of like that story getting continued because it's a running plot for x-men but also it keeps going on building that little bit that we had because like now with mystique being senator kelly senator kelly's viewpoints have changed yeah obviously he's no longer afraid of mutants and stuff and um, but then all of a sudden people still are so they start asking for more against them yeah, um, and we'll see that continue into the third one as well. Um, mm -hmm. But Striker's the next step, 
um, to take them out and he gets to go ahead to invade the expansion um so the expansion is basically left alone like wolverine goes and checks out for his pass goes to like the the base and kind yeah. of was experimented on doesn't find anything how he doesn't smell the base underground i'll never know <laughs> But um, so he returns to the X Mansion and immediately gets left in charge of the X Mansion and the kids, as every other X Men leaves. <laughs> Professor X goes to see Magneto, and you're basically a complete stranger here. You're in charge of the entire school of kids. I know, but it's like, but even then, I'm like, okay, even just in simple basis, not even the fact that like, okay, there's a bit to be a threat. Shouldn't you have people here? I'm like, just in the basis of running a school, you have a school through full of children, and you have left one responsible adult. Definitely has not shied away from murder in his past. Yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. As the person in charge, <laughs> as all the teachers and the headmaster leave, like, okay, um, Storm. You get and, that. Storm you get that good bit of. Um, you get that good bit of him pulling the soda out of the cabinet and Iceman like cooling it off for him. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to build a little bit of rapport between them, and it's like, yeah, and it literally looks like the teenage kid going up to like the cool uncle. Yeah, and try to pretend he's cool as well. And the uncle just kind of like. Although, like, knowing what I know now about Iceman, as I've learned more about comics, just looking back on that, he's a big, big misopportunity, I think, in, in the in the movies. Because he's like an Omega-level mutant. Right? Oh, yeah. And he's I'm not, not going to lie. Sean Ashmore, big shout-out to Sean Ashmore playing Iceman. I actually think he does a really good job. I think oh, he's I a agree. good casting. Yeah, I just I think that, I think they didn't do enough with him. Like, he was barely mm-hmm. in the first one, and I think they wanted to do more with him. And... They just never ever expanded enough, and I'm like, you could yeah. have done so much with him. He's such a yeah. cool character. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but, How um, dare you? <laughs> but Professor X goes to see Magneto, and uh, Cyclops takes him because mm-hmm. you know how he needs somebody to take him. Yeah, apparently, um, for no literally goes with him for no other reason than to get jumped by Lady Deathstrike and kidnapped, and um, because. Uh, yeah, he goes in there and like there's a whole setup by Striker to get Professor X and to get Cyclops because they can, so they can do the mind control thing in Cyclops and so that they can use Professor X to basically kill all the mutants. Because mm-hmm. apparently, if he focuses hard enough on like a select group of people with Cerebro, it can give enough of a problem to them that it's going to basically blow their heads up, more or yeah. less. Um, so to rebel against this, Magneto decides to make a breakout for this. So he gets Mystique to disguise herself as a hot chick in a bar going for one of the security guards so she can knock him out and then inject him in the ass with iron yeah <laughs> that, <'cause laughs> okay. that's how that works and then Magneto sucks it out through his chest I'm not going to lie though that him sucking that stuff out there dude that was so, so awesome cool. dude and even and even when he, he so he makes these little silver iron balls or whatever and he breaks all the glass, and then he flattens one out and makes it into a little disc, and he stands on it, and then he he's floating across the chasm, and the, the things are going around him. It's so sweet looking. It's like, don't get me wrong, it is so comic booky, but it is so awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, he looks brilliant. It's a uh, bit cheesy, but it's so sweet. <clears throat> Chunk's saying, oops. Chunk's saying, I just barely made it through the first Mark Wahlberg movie. of not, and I will not see The Last King, or whatever it's called. <laughs> but I had to go see Bumblebee. I, I don't blame you, dude. Um, anyway, sorry guys, I'm trying to push you off X-Men. No, no worries, man. Dude, see if you weren't here, we do this ourselves anyway. Like, this, Yeah, we, we do it all the time. It's these totally rabbit cool. trails happen, I'm like, don't worry about it, honestly. Um, so yeah, so like, so Magneto makes his breakout, and while he's making his escape, 
The X Mansion gets attacked by Striker's goons, and what is that? What is basically about as close to like Wolverine and Logan as we're going to see in Logan? Dude, it's so awesome. He like legitimately starts killing people. Don't get me wrong; we don't see any big stuff. We don't see any blood, but he's legitimately going up and stabbing people. And he's, I mean, in, I mean, he is a one man army, and it's like he, he's finally allowed to be the army he is and starts yeah. ripping them apart. He's pure rage in the comics and in the animated series, like when he has to be. Yeah. And that scene of him pushing that dude up in the fridge and screaming in his face and holding yeah. his claws into him, it's just, it's awesome. That is Wolverine. Well, what's that meme that was going around a while ago? It's like that Wolverine, over 200 years old, still jumps headfirst into a fight without thinking, like just, <laughs> no matter what. And I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, 200 years of like tactical training and training with like samurai and military <laughs> still jumps into a fight the same way yeah i love the brutalness uh of wolverine in this movie though it's it's awesome it does yeah. definitely has logan vibes but it's cool he takes out all these guys they manage to get the kids out through back passages which i love the guy that i was watching the recap of like really this place doesn't have any sort of security system like nothing at all there's not even an alarm going off or anything <laughs> Uh, so, but they go through the back passages and we get to see a glimpse of Colossus which is a cool little glimpse because he'll play a bit more of a factor in the next movie so I'm glad mm. we at least get to see him in this one because like, the actor that played him does a decent job they just again have this thing of like not writing characters yeah <laughs> he's one he's boring and two he's not anywhere nearly big enough no. I'm, I'm, I'm comparing this to the Deadpool Colossus and let's be honest oh, yeah. that's way closer to the comics oh, and the animated 100%. series 100%. that's what it needed to be and it needed to be closer to that yeah. Not a dude who lifted weights on the weekend. Yeah, no I'm like he's a big, he's a big dude. Like, don't get me wrong, he's bigger than me. But I'm like, yeah, he's oh yeah, not, he's definitely he's not colossus size. You know, it's like yeah. But overall, it's like he does a decent job with what he's given. He's just not given anything yeah. to do. Yeah, um, but then we get that cool point. scene of like Striker's voice in the hallway calling out to Wolverine, and like he recognizes it, and mm-hmm. and then like Iceman like making the big ice wall, and Wolverine and, and like, it's Striker like a shadow behind side, it. Like, it's actually really cool. I do love that. He carries a TV in one arm just to show yeah. you his strength, though. That is that is correct. Yep. That's how that shows you how good he can do, you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they all make a break for it, and they head to somewhere safe. Like, all of them have escaped and stuff, so Wolverine's with Rogue, Iceman, and Pyro, who's literally in this movie to turn and join Magneto. Yeah, just to show a character turning sides. That's it. That's the only That's reason. literally the only movie. arc he gets in this. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So like they they go to Bobby's parents' house where his parents then learn he is actually a mutant. And they um, they the line that says uh, is like, "Can you have you tried not being one or a mutant?" Yeah. I'm like, again that that was written and that went out that way. <laughs> it, it really helps push forward, like because the whole allegory of the X Men has always been the disenfranchised. So it's like yeah, throughout history, whether it's been people of color, whether it's been you know um, African American, whether it's been. Uh, you know the lgbtq community whether it's been you know like different people who feel disenfranchised by yeah i've always felt like the outcast mm-hmm. that line literally feels like someone who is trying to make it seem like very much like a guy who's coming out as gay yeah exactly but has no clue how to write the dialogue for it and is literally just yeah. what he thinks they would say like if you just tried not being gay i'm like yeah it literally reminisces of like a gay character coming out on like tv shows at that time mm-hmm with their disapproving parents sort of thing and i'm like it, it reminds me of like when i watch shows and, and movies about people who are supposed to be like christians or, or or like a religious character and just obviously coming from that background i'm like they have no idea what they're talking about like they yeah. don't know what they're talking about because i'm like I, I i appreciate them trying to make the allegory for it but at the same time it's like 
It's like, holy crap, you can take ice out your hands. Yeah. Oh my goodness, like, react. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is a little more than a, oh, okay. It's really ham-fisted. I think they could have been a, I think they could have done that better. 100%. Uh, 100% without a doubt they could have done that better. I totally forgot about that part and I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's really ham-fisted. Yeah, and of course we get the end of it where it's like Pyro starts, like, Wolverine gets shot in the head, which I'm not even going to tell you the amount of ways why that doesn't work. (laughs) He gets shot in the head and it's like, okay, he heals and he gets back up and I'm like, Adamantium skull. (laughs) It does not go through. You can't shoot him through the head for him to heal from because it would bounce off his face. Yeah. It's a metal skull, and you shot him there, the hardest freaking part of his skull. <laughs> and like, there's, there's, like, if you hit him here, okay, at least there's meat for it to go through. Yeah. And to get through another way. But no, there's literal skull there. Literally the thickest part of the body. See if he shot him through the eye. I know it would have been really gory, but at least it would have made sense. <laughs> Because it went in and it's like it would have had to heal and push it out, but like that made yeah. no sense. Yeah, no, it didn't make. It, any it sense. literally meant for, so that he could get put down. Pyro could feel threatened, so he could blow stuff up, and mm-hmm. um, to show like, oh, he's he's not acting like an X Man. He's going to be part of the Brotherhood. Yeah, um, which he kills of course, people, so he's a bad guy. Yeah, um, which of course everybody ends up gathering together. I'm just going to jump to that because there's a whole scene of like the Blackbird flying with some of them coming back because, oh, that's right, because Gene and Storm went off to find Nightcrawler who mm-hmm. attacked the president under mind control at the start of the movie. Yeah. Which I love how they find Nightcrawler. They find him in a church in Boston and, like, how do they get him down from the rafters when he won't come down? Storm literally shoots a bolt of lightning at the rafters he's on <laughs> to blow it up and drop him. And I'm like... You will come down this minute, mister. I'm like apparently we're okay with the possibility of murdering the person we're here to get wow mind getting him down without murdering him that'd be fantastic yeah and i'm like okay it's like yeah we have a blue body to explain when we get back to the mansion um so they all end up they end up getting chased by like air jets and all this stuff and everybody kind of like joins up with magneto in the forest as they talk about going for um going to like basically hit striker back at his base mm. um, and he reveals that striker has a base where Wolverine went. It was just underground. Yeah. Because, of course, it was. Because Wolverine... That's where you put bases. Because Wolverine, with his sight and senses, couldn't find that. And every every bad guy's base is underground. Don't you know that? Or in the side of a mountain. Or side of a mountain, yeah. But we, we, we can't afford side of a mountain. We have to... <laughs> that would require CG. We need to just build sets, so... Um, so, yeah, so they do a whole break-in thing there. Um, where it's like Mystique pretends to be Wolverine so she can take out the guards and stuff because they're not expecting her um, and she lets everybody in and so they all run off to do their jobs of trying to find the kids trying to find the, the missing X-Men like Cyclops and try to find Professor X and try to get mm-hmm. them all out of there yeah uh, Wolverine almost immediately takes out his headset and abandons the children he's trying to help save to go find about his past like worst babysitter ever uh chunk the hut says alan cummings was a great choice for a nightcrawler i agree 100 percent. he was really good i cannot explain how annoyed i am he does not show back up like he he literally doesn't pop back up in other he, x-men movies and I'm like why yeah he's probably him and gambit are probably some of my favorite and yeah i yeah. agree nightcrawlers are a really great character that can be really done well and explored well they just don't do anything with it 
Nightcrawler and Mystique are in the same scene, and nothing is said about their connection. Oh yeah, well don't worry. It's like don't don't pretend that they're related or so. Like Kurt Wagner is the son of Mystique. No, we're not going to mention that. Rogue, <laughs> one of the main characters hey, in the first movie, is like, are we going to mention the fact that Rogue's Mystique's daughter? No. Let's not let's not make family. Connections. Why would they want to make connections between characters in the movie? That makes no sense. No, no, like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh. Go ahead and um, either time out or ban that one, would you? Yeah. Give us one five. Yeah, we don't need we don't need help from bigfollows.com. Thank you very much, because it doesn't sound like a dodgy website at all. <laughs> uh, go ahead and knock those ones out. But right. um, so yeah, so they all head to the underground base. Wolverine runs off. Uh, Gene fights with Cyclops. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks, Davis and Ben. It's like we, we appreciate you trying to get us more stuff, but we're, we're doing good. We're doing good. Uh, so Gene fights Cyclops. Uh, we get a kind of cool fight scene between Wolverine and Lady Deathstrike. Yeah, get the band hammer out. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah, it's like um, so we get a kind of cool fight scene between Wolverine and Lady Deathstrike. Dude, that's a fantastic scene. I love it. Do we want to go into the whole history of Lady Deathstrike and Wolverine and this big connection between? No, no, let's 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 not. Let's actually let's in fact let's kill off Lady Deathstrike by having Wolverine stab her with the piping hot adamantium that solidifies her eyes, so that it'll like fill her body and it'll harden and it'll come out as tears in her face and it'll harden and she'll be stuck like that. And I'm like, that's like one of the most horrific deaths in a comic book movie ever when you actually when you think about the fact of like she's in a living death like that like she's gonna like basically like wake up and re-die over and over again that's awful i'm like that is the most horrific death ever i didn't even think about that but you are totally right (laughs) you know i mean that's it's like gonna die over and over and over it's like in the comic when they do like the death of wolverine and have him encased in adamantium and i'm like i'm glad he lost his healing factor before that happened yeah. Because like otherwise you're just gonna like reawaken in that freaking case. What was it? They kinda done something like that and if you've never seen it, go watch the old guard on Netflix. Awesome movie based on a great comic that I'm sure we'll get to in, in the comic book club. Um but like it's a bit it's about immortals who like when they get killed they like they they awaken again. Um and one of them gets caught as like in thought to be a witch and she literally gets put in this like casket with an opening in it and dropped in the middle of nowhere in the sea. So like she literally wakes up and like redrowns. Oh my god! For centuries Awful. and it's like, and they have no idea like where the casket was dropped, so they have no way of finding her. And it's like, do they eventually find her? <laughs> it's like, you watch the movie and find out. What movie is it? Uh, the Old Guard. The Old Guard. It's based on a comic book. It's a comic book movie. It's got Charlize Theron in it. Oh, I've started watching that. I just didn't finish it. Detecting a theme here. <laughs> I start a lot of stuff and I don't finish it. I'm sorry. It's just my personality. <laughs> uh, I was just saying one of my biggest greats of the Marvel movies is killing off their villains. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of the things. But that that's been a big thing in a lot of movies like this. Like even in like in that's the thing people forget that in old movies like in the freaking Keaton Batman stuff, like Joker was killed off. You know, it's like in the X Men movies they killed off villains. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, they take them out. They re- they waken up Cyclops and they find out that Professor Xavier has been getting. Um, manipulated by Striker's son mm-hmm. to use their like crappy like you know discount cerebro 
um, to like find all the mutants and wipe them out, and then Magneto mm-hmm. finds him first, but basically manipulates the kid to manipulate Xavier to do it towards all the humans. Yeah. So all the humans start to get wiped out by him. Um, I can't remember if this kid is actually Striker's kid in the comics. All I look at when I see him is like it just makes me think of Legion. Mm. like a version of legion yeah um, that makes sense i can't remember if he's actually in the comics like i'm drawing a blank on that if someone in the chat knows by all means yeah i'm looking it up right now fill me in on it but um it just it made me think of like i'm eating with that much power it just made me think of legion um there's a character we desperately need in these movies when mcu reboots it um but of course they find them and professor xavier is like hurting all the humans but nightcrawler discount cerebral <laughs> you go <laughs> Um, Nightcrawler teleports Storm inside and the best way to stop this kid doing what he's doing is to freeze the room that was your go to move really um, but they freeze the room and freeze the kid so he can't keep it on so Xavier stops what he's doing they all head out to the Blackbird and Magneto's already escaped with Mystique and Pyro and they've chained up um, Striker, who Wolverine had chained up earlier, but they chained him up to something different so they can steal his helicopter that he was attached to. And um, where Wolverine finds him and basically leaves him to die, attached. <laughs> that was a pretty brutal scene too, man. Yeah, it's like where he strapped him to the wheel of the plane and then the, the flood came. But that's it. it's like he's strapped on there. And Wolverine like comes up to him and literally just leaves him, and then like knowing yeah. that the flood's coming because like the wall was weakened, so like they know that this wall's mm-hmm. gonna break. Yeah. Um, so they all escape and they all get to the plane and apparently the only way to stop them having anything done is for Jean to leave the blackbird to raise the blackbird up while holding the water back yeah because that was le- the only way out exactly she legitimately even says that like it's the only way no just in case you weren't aware those smart viewers out there <laughs> no it's like no no it wasn't the only way even so when I was watching, like, Iceman was there. Could he have frozen the water? Why did you need to leave the Blackbird to lift it into the air? Couldn't you have yeah. lifted it from on? Just, okay, there we go. Why did you need to get yeah. out the... Uh, chunks the Cerebro you get from third party, third party seller. seller. Yeah, it was 100%. the Alibaba version of, uh, of Cerebro. Yeah, 100%. Like, I'm pretty sure I've been to stores that sell stuff that look like that, you know what I mean? It's like, it's... <laughs> But yeah, so it's like so they raise up and that's the only way and it's like so they all like are tearful, Jean Ray's gone and it's so sad and you know, Magneto's off doing his own thing and they all they all mourn and then we get the opening dialogue from Professor Xavier said again, but this time by Jean and we get the, the Phoenix shadow in the water. The hint that the Phoenix is coming. Oh boy is it coming. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Nightcrawler could have saved her. Yeah, she said no. I, but I love that as well. That's another thing with Nightcrawler. He legitimately makes the whole point when he's like taking Storm in to save Professor X. Like, I don't teleport when I can't see where I'm going because I could end up teleporting in a wall. Yeah. Legitimately earlier in this movie, you teleported out of the Blackbirds, caught Rogue in midair first time when she was sucked out of the plane, and teleported back into the plane with your back turned to it that was like hundreds of feet above you yeah and you did that all but you couldn't teleport inside a room where you couldn't see where you were going it's like i call lies i call lies i call total bs on that man it's like you could have teleported like she raised the ship up and then what 
because she like literally stops the water and just lets herself get taken. You could just boom, grab, boom. Yeah. And done. got out of there. Like done. there were so many options. And there wouldn't be a need for a last stand then, you know? Because like that's the thing is like that's the thing with last stand is it's such a letdown because people forget how good the Dark Phoenix story was, how praised it was in the comics. It was one of Chris Claremont's like epic moments of the series. And they and screwed it up twice. Attempts. They've had multiple attempts at it. They screwed it up twice. <laughs> I'm like... But yeah, that though is for next week when we will be talking about The Last Stand, X3 and Wolverine, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. But that's our reviews. So that's our reviews for X-Men and X2, man. So closing thoughts. Hope- what did you think? I, mean, I would that? say overall, like the problems that were in the first movie exist in the second movie and they're amplified a bit. Um, it's again, it's still a bit sentimental for me. I still like the movie, certain aspects of the movie, but yeah, it doesn't age well. And now that we have better versions of movies with a ton of characters that are done actually well. Oh yeah. Um, it definitely, again, doesn't age well. No, I mean like stack it up to modern superhero movies, even like phase one Marvel movies. Yeah. It's just it's not on par. Like the characters yeah. are not fleshed out well enough. The writing is not good enough. It's it's so bad. And we're not even going to go into the whole fact of the controversy of these two movies were both directed by Brian Singer. Yeah. And um, who's basically a social pariah now in Hollywood mm-hmm. because it came out about a lot of sexual misconduct, shall we yeah. say. Because he he denies them. He denies it. He did yeah. it. It's not been a conviction or anything. But a lot of stuff came out against him and it's like yeah, there was a point you were like riding the wave of superhero stardom, and like you wouldn't be allowed to touch any of this stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, everything in the in the last stand was a letdown, chunked yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Including true. Angel, who is also one of my favorite. Yeah, Angel. I'm like, how did you screw up Angel so badly? And they screwed him up twice as well. Yeah, twice. In the later twice. movies, they screw him up again as well. Trying to do the Archangel, and I'm like, don't do it if you can't do it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but guys, that is it for our show this week. Um. Actually, not bad time-wise. We're actually doing pretty good. Yeah, we did pretty good. Um, Thanks to everybody for stopping by. Thanks, Chunk the Hut, for helping yeah, like for 48 people get subscriptions. Yeah, so remember, you can drop those subs or Chunk. I was probably going to gift them at this point to you at some point <laughs> if you wait long enough. Because, man, dude, Chunk, remember to drop your info and a whisper to us on um, Twitter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we can get you some merchandise. I want to say a thank you to that. And remember as well, go ahead and pick up your copy of um, Lock and Key on Amazon. Link is in the chat so that we can do our comic book club. Um, I'm officially going to be taking time off as of the end of October, probably through all of November. Um, just because my wife is due around about that time. And I want to spend time with her and be there with her and the new baby and take care of the other kids. So I'm going to be taking that time off. I would love to hit this before then. Um, okay. so if we're able to hit that before then if you can get your copy in bro and if anyone else that wants their copy if we can do that that'd be great if not we'll start it later but I'd love to get that in do last do last in, uh... I would now if we want to like 2 minutes uh, 2 hours 15 yeah um, and I've got a pregnant wife that's probably getting hungry um, but yeah so go ahead and pick up your copy of that remember as well also follow us on our social media and for any of our previous episodes head over to YouTube and um, you can connect with us there but I think that's pretty much us, guys. Yeah, man, this was cool. This was awesome. Yeah, we're going to have a look and see if there's someone that we can raid and drop in. Hang about with the raid if you can. It would be absolutely amazing. Um, so we can see if we can drop in and just show some love to someone. 
Thanks, hey. Animal Tommy. Wow, we're getting a raid right at the end. Frosty Bay, thank you for that raid with the party of five. What? Thanks, guys. Uh, dropping in the That's hype. Awesome. Thank you, Tom, for the great show. Theo Logan dropping it. The Theo Logan dropping a follow. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. That. Hey, Frostbite4, thank you so much for coming and enjoying it. We are actually getting ready to wrap up. Um, we'll hang out for a few more minutes. Uh, <laughs> and <obviously>. we're done. <laughs> uh, Frostbite, thank you for that follow. Thank you, guys, for becoming part. Uh, can you read a friend of mine? Who's the friend? Sora. Um, but yeah, we're going to raise someone else. But thank you so much for coming in and dropping the follows. We will be here again um, next week at 2 o'clock on Sunday, 2 o'clock Eastern. Uh, Katsumoto 5. Let me see if I can pull them up. I think I'm from with Katsumoto as well. Stay at home gamer told me about you guys. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. Oh, man. sweet. Well, thank you so much for coming in and joining us. Honestly, you guys are amazing. Oh, more stuff going on from my ears. Oh, shoot. Hype and Jeff Goldblum. That's what I'm talking uh, about. Thank you, Claudia, for joining the Comic Clan. Thank you so much for all these follows, guys. It's absolutely Dude, amazing. We should thank get a Shia LaBeouf as Wolverine emote. No. We should definitely do that. No. <laughs> We're now mutant nitro. It's oh. good stuff. For those coming in, apparently Nitro's been trying to pitch a new Wolverine because it wasn't totally over the moon with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. No, it wasn't. He's been he's been ostracized by our chat since. I have, I have. Hey, cool gamer, how's it going? Nice to see you. Um, I'll try and tune into the next stream. Definitely for us. See, see, look at this. The theologian said he would sub so fast if that emote existed. See, I'm not the only one. Well, you know I'm what? I'm not the only one who sees You that. know what? You want to get into that emote happen? Go ahead and drop a sub. If we hit 15 subs, we are able to get our second tier to emote. And I hate to say it, but this guy is responsible for creating the emote. So, you may just see that happen. <laughs> Uh, cool gamer, right. what are you guys talking right, about? Uh, well, cool gamer, today we were we're just finishing up the podcast, but we were See, talking about um, the news from this week, some different stuff, the casting announcements that have been taking place, and we were talking about X Men and X Two, X Men United, in a retrospective review. Um, we're going to be back next week talking about X Men Three: The Last Stand and X Men Origins Wolverine. See, Sora's coming in right at the end of the of the stream with some truth. I'm I'm just going to throw it out there. Just, you know, Nitro is really the start. Of Sora. Just throwing it out there, man. Dude, coming in with some truth. Into some... The truth. See, there you go. Isaac's coming up with a great idea there. Cut Nitro and look at some free agent podcasters. <laughs> yeah, so I'm okay being the voice of dissent. So we're going to look I at... I will uh, die on that hill. Ah, oh, of course you would. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it looks like... Um, yeah, so Sora, thank you for saying for Cats and Moto. Yeah, we'll go ahead and give them a raid. I'm, I'll drop my follow and stuff. I'm perfectly okay with that because uh, we're always looking for new people to drop um, are they family friendly do you know because if they're not we usually try to be just so I can yeah next people are looking at two train wrecks chunk like like hey thank you for the follow code gamer 221 we appreciate it welcome to the comic clan thank you so much for everyone that's came in the raid that's came in with the follow you guys are legends uh, special shout out again to chunk the hut who has been gifting subs left right and center for us and trying to help us reach that 15 sub um, to try and unlock a new emote. You, you're amazing. Yeah, thanks, dude. You Appreciate guys. it. <laughs> All right. All right, so let's go ahead and... Um, he's trying to be... Just give his heart to God. So is that. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Let's dude, go and show him some love then. So everyone that's in here, let's go and show Katsumoto some love. Give him some follows. Give him some hype. Let's jump in there. Um, I'm going to hit us to our ending screen and we'll show some love. So thank you for everyone that's joined us. If you're a sub to us as well, um, go ahead and drop raid and hype. There there should be a raid emote that's, a, that's a, in the general emotes. But I usually like to try and drop that along with the hype. 
So we'll try and hit those in and put some of those hype ones in for him. All right, but all you guys have an absolutely amazing week. Be absolutely blessed, and we will see you all next Sunday, guys. Thanks for stopping by, guys. Thank Appreciate you so it. much. Excelsior.